Attention, this is a matter of national security. After a meteorite crashed into the New Jersey Turnpike, the following digital audio transmission from the You Watch I Listen podcast was intercepted by NASA scientists in the year 2019. The You Watch I Listen podcast is about to start. Sit down, listen close, and try not to die. The You Watch I Listen podcast starts now. Home Depot uh, in Kansas had to be evacuated for a bomb threat. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, take it out, take it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, suck it nice and slow. <laughs> Couple other really funny news stories. Kenny G. Who the fuck is Kenny G? The fucking clarinet player. Oh, suck it nice. <laughs> what did he do wrong? He's being Charles Manson all weird. In the middle of it, he cuts her off and goes, Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, take it out, take it Dude, out. Dude, now I see why people followed Charles Manson. He was very straightforward. Yeah, he had the right idea. It's time for the You Watch I Listen podcast, and always remember, don't sniff it, just do it. Um, yeah, I mean, we just started recording. right there. Yeah, we just started recording, so. Oh, did you fuck up? And did you just fuck up again? I think he did. Josh fucked up. Josh, Josh fucked, fucked up. up. Josh, Josh fucked up. up. We're ECW. recording. ECW. Yeah. Well, ECW. Josh, it's too late. We've come too far. He's just going to keep playing with things until we're not recording. Do you not hear us in the headphones? (laughs) Yeah, I love you, Johnny Cakes. That's That's what he goes with. That's what he used to test. So stupid. So I I texted Josh about this the other day, but when um, I was finishing up the the Sopranos with the landlord, and the, the, the best... The best Phil Leotardo line isn't even one we have on a sound clip, but it's shortly after Vito gets killed, and Josh is sitting. Josh the engineer is dicking around. It's just funny how like we're doing this on the air. Let's yeah, do it. So it's after Vito gets killed, and uh-huh. Phil is talking to Vito's wife, and uh-huh. she's crying obviously, and she's like, "Vito Spadafore was a good man," and Phil goes, "He was. I loved him like a brother-in-law." Oh yeah, it's like <laughs> it's the most that's low such, key. dude. That's such a backhanded compliment. <laughs> Like, I loved him like, like a, a bro- brother. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say about Colucci from now on. Because, <laughs> like, the, what's the narrative? Like, you usually just hate your in-laws? Yeah, your in-laws always <laughs> suck. You get stuck. You're saddled with your in-laws all the time. Nah, I loved him like a brother-in-law yeah, is good. one of the funniest things ever. Oh, As Josh God. the Engineer continues to play. You, uh, there we go. That's better. We keep, we keep playing I Love You, Johnny Cakes. Um, we're back. Uh, this is episode 49, 49 of You Watch, I Listen. Uh, we're coming up on a year of doing this show, which Wait, is pretty crazy. Has it really been that long? Yeah, actually, because on my time hop today is the first time I started posting like teaser Photoshops that were all goofy. And just all said, like, there's 
there's like plantains on it. <laughs> the first one, the first one ever for the show is just you passed out on the boat at your boy's bachelor party, and then my gut <laughs> hanging out. And then there was someone grabbed a picture of Ralph running because he was trying I to did run that. right I did. across the street. Yeah, that was when we went to Apple Fest, and he we so I was at my bank, and Ralph's bank was across the street, and I said because uh, I think the landlord was driving. I said, Ralph, we're not making two stops. Run across the street. The only busy street in West Mumford. I said, run across the street right. and get yours. And so I got my cash. And then as he's getting ready to come back, he's just running like full speed across. And he's wearing this really unflattering pink like sweat sweatsuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's worse than anyone it, it, I own. All it has is like and, the zipper in the middle. It doesn't and, go down all the way. And it was way too tight. So <laughs> you could see the silhouette of his nipples and his belly button. And it looked like Mr. Face from Nick Jr. back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so again, this episode uh, 49. If you want to try to listen, uh, shout out to our guys at the hashtag Shots for Likes podcast. Guess what, bros and broads, Fudge and Finch, hashtag Shots for Likes podcast is bringing video into the mix. Not only can you continue to listen on iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher, you will now be able to li- watch them stream their episodes every Saturday night after 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Your, your favorite booze consuming podcast will be discussing sports, video games, and embarrassing drunken stories streaming on Twitch, YouTube, and Mixer. I don't know what Mixer is. Uh, visit the links. It's, it's, be- it's the Xbox thing. Visit the links below and watch it to watch and enjoy the assholery. I don't know how they're going to visit the links that I'm reading to them, but go to the go to the websites that I'm going to give you. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash Shots for Likes Podcast, Mixer.com slash Shots for Likes, or visit Shots for Likes Podcast.com and click on the YouTube icon up top to watch on YouTube. Drink with us, and as always, don't be cunts. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure Mixer is like Microsoft's own version of Twitch. Oh, is what that is. Hopefully it works as well as Google Voice. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> this is going great. <laughs> All right. Now coming from our homies over at Lobo Sound. So, I mean, Dan, are you thinking about advertising? No. Okay. okay no, of course I am. I, I need sh- to advertise. We have this sh- podcast. Sh- and I want people to hear it. Who can I go to to advertise? You should... Most definitely call Lobo Sound. Okay. Josh, what, what about you? Do you need a website? I do need a website. Right, you should definitely call Lobo Sound. Lobo Sound's world-renowned commercial production and website construction in English, Spanish, and Polish made Lobo Sound a fixture in the Chicago radio and digital advertising communities. But Lobo Sound isn't only limited to, to the Chicago area. Where else can they go? Their outreach goes all the way to Alaska, Atlanta, Toronto, Toledo, Hawaii, New Jersey, New York, and Montecito. Wherever that is. <laughs> I can't even spell that. I don't <laughs> Not at all. Um, wherever you are, Lobo Sound has your back. Lobo Sound helps you reach your target market effectively and affordably. Reach who you want to reach, when you want, uh, on all devices and applications. For more information, call 630-244-9704. I'm sorry. Can I get a pen and paper? Could you please tell me that number yes. again so okay. I can call the guys at Lobo are, Sound? Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, cool. So that's 630 630- Two four four nine seven zero four, or visit them at www.lobosound.com. Hold on, let me type that in. Okay, so what are we looking at? That's www.lobosound.com. Wow, their website looks great. It's a killer website. Mention you watch I listen to get a ten percent discount. Again, that's six three zero two four four nine seven zero four. Yep, there's a typo at the bottom, just like you said last time. And I just saw it now. I had to look. I like I paused for a second because I freaked out. Maybe you're just dyslexic. No. <laughs> Because look, it says, it says there's a two here and there's a nine there, so I'm like, uh-oh. Is there a niner in there? Yeah, I know. <laughs> so again, thanks to Shots for Likes Homies. and Lobo Sound. Uh, so let's play. Uh, how was your week, Taylor? Great week. I'm finally moved in and I'm all... I'm, I'm but you don't have a dinette set. Yeah, well, I have it. It's in the box. Gotta put it What's in the box? Yeah. 
What do you mean put it together? It's just fucking spoons and forks and knives. No, He's no, oh, no, no. Assembled. No, you're, you're you're mis you're misunderstanding what I'm saying. He has to put the forks together. You you're misunderstand. It's a table, like it's a table and chair set. Is so what it's I'm a saying. full like so, he means so, a dining set. Yeah. What not a dining. Dine- I'm dine- sorry, I, I said yeah. that wrong. I apologize. You, I thought you were like sitting there like I'm like I was thinking I'm like he's got to put the knives and I guess the butter knife goes here, steak knife goes no, here. No, 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 that that's already there. I'm saying like I have like a table to like you know that I want to sit down and maybe eat dinner, maybe eat dinner at. No, dude, you're gonna be eating dinner on the couch almost every night. Nah, hungry nah, man meal. Nah, nah, I'm, I'm like I'm really. But trying would you to... eat the hungry man meal? I have. I, I've gone. The brownie's the best part. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I've gone away from the uh, like the TV dinners because no, like, the... I, I got bad food dude. poisoning one time from one. <laughs> Like, I've really never heard about bad. anyone getting food poisoning from a TV dinner. No, like it, it was the weirdest thing. What, I had, what was I, the TV dinner that you had? It was like it was like chicken gravy, mashed potatoes, That'll and do corn, it. and it was something like it wasn't cooked correctly. The only TV dinners that are like legitimately good and passable are like yeah, the Stouffer's mac and cheese. Stouffer's great. The Stouffer's great. vegetable lasagnas killer. It's really good. So, yeah. dude, one time I bought one and I made it, and my mom, my mom and sister were like, "Oh, we're gonna have that for dinner," and I said, "No, you're not." <laughs> and I ate the whole tray <laughs> in one night. I felt dude, awful the next the, day. The other thing that's good. They make this thing called a. It's called a voila, and it's like all, yes. you, do, all you do is put it in a pan, dude. They yeah. have like the three cheese chicken. That's yeah, awesome. I've had that. Oh my god, all right, Josh, yeah, how how was your week? Um, long. Yeah, yeah, one of those weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was rough, dude. Just strenuous the entire time, just everything. Yeah, he, bullshit. Um, yeah, a lot of bullshit. Uh, a lot of a lot of crap. A lot of crap and poop. Crap and shit and <laughs> ass fuck. All right, oh, well, you guys man. know who you had a better week then. You definitely had a better week than me. <laughs> yeah. You know, I have these weeks where just things happen, and I'm not going to get into general specifics here, but I always come away with the same realization that my life, my entire life, is the before portion of an infomercial. Like, you know, when it's like... <laughs> that's literally my life. It's the before portion. I never get to the after. You, you, you're the person that can't roll up their hose correctly. Yeah, so I'm, like, I'm like stumbling around like, and suddenly it's choking. Who cho- has it's, an issue rolling up their hose? Suddenly it's choking me. That's my life. And I, I've accepted it. Um, I, I, I learned how to deal with it. Uh, at this point, you kind of get numb to just bullshit after bullshit after bullshit. Sure. And I think that's what you know leads to people going crazy. Because I'm like probably two steps away from being a legitimate psychopath. Uh, I, I've known that since That's why I, I should never own a gun. Because the day I do snap, I'm taking you down with me. Let's, let's you're not. you're number one. Uh, why me? You know. What? No. You know who? <laughs> you can't. Oh, I said, what? What do you mean? You know. Yeah, you know. What that I don't. Mean? I shouldn't have to explain. You should know. All right, let's get in these reviews. Um, I don't remember who went first last week. So Josh, you. I pick. think it was you because who no, was... it was me. I did Boyhood last week. All right, yep. so I'm going first. Yep. Yeah. All right, you gave me a day to remember common courtesy, and this is a very po- band you really like, right? Yeah, I okay. com- I completely forgot that I gave so, it to you. Uh, as I said last week, uh, Day to Remember is a band that my ex-girlfriend was like her favorite band. And I think, um, Josh, you might agree with this. You may to an extent as well. When your girlfriend has a favorite band that you're not big on, you just build up resentment towards that band. Oh, I know a band like that. <laughs> Dave Matthews Band? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't necessarily have a resentment, but I, like, I don't go out of my way. No, but I see and, exactly what you're yeah, saying. And yeah, and especially if it's like an ex-girlfriend, you dislike them even more where whatever their favorite oh, band yeah. was. Because it's something that you had to listen to and you dealt with it, especially if they had shitty taste in music in general. Yeah. Um, so I went into this, and perhaps unfairly, with very tempted expectations. I... I I would expect nothing less. And I really, really like the album. Cool. <laughs> there, I, I always get you every time. But like, I'm the I'm, king of the swerve with you, dickhead. Yeah, you're a piece of shit. Gullible. Gullible. Um, I'm not a so cat. This was a common courtesy. Uh, this album came out in I think 2012 or so, 2013, 13, something 13. Like that. Yeah, yeah that, that um, time frame. So 
the first time I listened to it, and again, this was probably because of the expectations I had set. I didn't dislike it, but I didn't love it. I also and, didn't realize it was 16 songs. I forgot yeah, how I, long it was. I didn't realize that either, but um, I only gave one song less than a three. I like um, it. And, and that was um, Leave the Lights On. That was my least favorite, and that was even a two and a half. It wasn't a bad song. I it like was that just, song. So the best thing I could say about this album um, compared to bands that are from similar genres that you've given me, and the complaint I've given you is that all the songs start to sound the same after you listen to four, five, six of them in a row. For sure. They break this up so perfectly well right. between the acoustic songs, uh, the slower songs, and then all of a sudden, then after an acoustic song, it's a fucking Smash Mouth song. Like, I, I think Not like All Star, but... Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like in the middle of it. In the middle of it, Smash Mouth starts playing. No, dude, uh, I, like, one of my favorites is they have a song on there called Violence, which yes, is... Which was, I gave a five. That was what, one of my five stars. Which is songs. one of the heaviest songs on the record they ever wrote. And then right before that, they have a song. I think it's called "End of Me." Or there's an acoustic well, song. Or, um, um, uh, it's uh, "Best of Me." Best of, uh, me. Best of me wasn't re- uh, too acoustic. I think uh, "I'm Already Gone" was a. Ac- that's the acoustic. one. Yeah, that yeah, was a really, really good song. Yeah. Um. So that. So this is my track listing. I'll tell you all the numbers I gave. City of Ocala. By the way, if you're a Data Remember fan, don't go to Ocala just because you like the band. It's wait, a fucking dump. I I went when I went to Florida. It's a dump. I went because I told you this. I wanted to take a picture by the sign and then send it to him. That's then, literally the highlight of Ocala. You, you know how big the sign is? Yeah, it's 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 fucking it's a, it's a it's a it's a fucking eight dude, by ten. I lived in Ocala. The place is it's it's it steers. It's, it's the elderly. Hey, if you want to get your tongues balled by an elderly person, Ocala is the place for you, dude. When I when I went there, I bought a I bought a carton of cigarettes and it was thirty five dollars. Tongue. I know. I know. I realized that I, I, right after I finished the sentence, I said I said balls my tongue <laughs> balled my tongue he did um, a straight so, choke yeah. so so city of ocala is a four uh right back at it again a three and a half uh sometimes you're the hammer a four uh dead and buried a four best of me a five i'm already gone a four violence a five life oil a five i surrender a four life lessons learned the hard way a four end of me a four um the document speak for itself is a five i remember is a four leave the lights on two and a half uh good things a four and same book but never the same ending was a four um, again, I really like the the break the way they break the album up. Yeah, it's um, paced well. It's paced incredibly well. It doesn't feel like there's filler songs at any point. Even Leave the Light On, which is my least favorite, didn't feel like a filler song. Yeah, right. And what I did after I listened to this five or six times is I went back and I listened to more Day to Remember. And this is by far their most mature album. Yeah. Um, I think it's their most musically, technically sound album. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tightest. Uh, the most well-produced, which obviously the whole Victory Records uh, fiasco that went on with it. I know they self-financed the album as well. Yep. Um, the biggest thing I could say about them in this album is it sounds like they genuinely had a good time recording it. And yeah. you could actually hear their friendship shining through on the songs, the little uh, interludes at the end of songs where they're kind of bullshitting. You heard with about the end with the... Bitch! Yeah, well, talk, where they're talking about um, when they had the, they were driving through snow the first time they saw snow on yeah. one of the songs. Yeah, right. Um, so for a band that I had low expectations on and probably a bad taste in my mouth about them an album that i didn't know a ton about i really only knew city of ocala because i knew there was a popular video when it came out big, um, big video this album is probably the third best you've given me thus far the number one being the wonder years to the ghost inside and this is going to be number three i'll give it a four and a half out of five sick um i can say i'm a day to remember fan because cool. i listen to a ton of it that's um, that, that's my only goal is to get and, you a fan of somebody's band and dude. i would love to go see them the next time they're coming around Kill, hell yeah now let's dude. go get our tongues balled yeah <laughs> tongues balled <laughs> Wait, wait, yeah. Tu- yeah. 
<laughs> Our tongue, I like tongues bald. I think we need to just use that from now That's on. So there needs to be a, sun, a sound clip. Get your tongues bald by the elderly. <laughs> I want to think like what a tongues bald would be. I don't know. I, don't I have know. to figure this out. It needs to be an Urban Dictionary thing. All right. All right. Let's get into the movie. What movie did I give you, Taylor? You gave me Annihilation. Yes. Annihilation. And, uh... When, when I started watching this movie, the first thing that I already knew going in was like, dude, Natalie Portman rules. Yeah, she's great. Everything. Oscar Isaac rules too. I was gonna say, this, what, this, uh, is there a Star Wars connection? It's it's. Uh, I That's said, true. It's I, Padme to uh, Poe Dameron. Yeah, yeah. I, I almost said Don Terry Poe. Don Dameron. Terry Poe. My name is Jeff. I told him to put that on last night. Uh, <laughs> um, but the, the whole idea of this, of like the uh, the shimmer yes. and how like it crash landed and how it's like no one it's, knows what it is. It's re like, and then the people that go in there, it's rewriting their DNA. Yeah. So it's obviously it's sci-fi, but it's very rooted in the science aspect Absolutely. of things. There's action that complements everything very well. My only issue with the movie is that there are a couple people in the movie. I just I had no. Oh well, yeah, there's a few characters that are irrelevant. They're That's, just there to just. Get the the movie moving, right? Uh, the main doctor, the woman, I forget her. Like starts with a V, Vinston or something. Yeah, well, like that, that was uh, Jennifer Jason Lee was playing yeah, her. Yeah, right. Correct. And um, it, like she like she was cool. And then one of my favorite parts, the two my two favorite parts of the whole movie was when uh, they go in and they find the uh, the tape for those who follow. Yeah, and you see. Um, what the hell is her name? Lin, Lin, not Linda. What the hell is Natalie Portman's? I don't remember the name? character's name. But anyway, you see Natalie Portman's husband at the time. Um, take looking all fucking crazy, taking a knife to the dude's stomach, and you see his insides moving like it's a snake. Yeah. And you're watching the DNA be rewritten. You're seeing a bunch of different things. There's so many moving parts in this movie, and the thing that this movie does very well, it leaves everything up to discourse. Yes. Everything's up to interpretation. I can interpret things one way, you can interpret things another way. Josh could have a completely different viewpoint. And I think a lot of movies miss on that mark now, because now it's more or less... Okay, well, Rotten Tomatoes says it's a 95. Everyone's going to agree with that, so that's yeah. What people it is. feel that they have to agree with critics. Exactly, but um, and, and and here's the and here's where you and I are going to come at a crossroads because you both love this movie. Not yet. Oh, I just have it ready. Oh, <laughs> why would you text? I to told because I told you yesterday to have it ready, cocksucker. All right, and I do. All right, good. Then we know. Go on. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Just keep going. Crossroads. So I like, like you stole it. <laughs> Yo, know, Josh, some of these are fucking hilarious, okay. dude. The other day when you did the motherfucking grandma hang that. You know, the Such an what? underrated so movie. So the crossroads with the movie. Is where, you know, like I said, it's up for people either love it or hate it. Mm -hmm. I don't hate it and I don't love it. I fall directly in the middle of that You should have taken an edible beforehand. Because picture being on edible when the last 20 minutes when it gets all trippy happens. Dude, it's the movie is aesthetically pleasing. Okay, um, how, how about that fucking bear scene? That, that was, shit was horrific. That was the second part. Uh, well, when uh, when the bear mauls Shepard mm -hmm. and they find her with her throat ripped out. Is it Tessa Thompson? I believe so. Yeah. No, no. Because no. she was in it for a while, actually. No, Tessa Thompson was at the end, was uh -huh. at the partial at the end when she it was yeah. her and Natalie Portman. Correct. She walks away and yeah. she turns into That's flowers right. or whatever. Yeah. But, um... Uh, like when she gets mauled, they get the throat ripped out, and then they hear Shepard calling out, and it's the bear. Yeah, like now that it's shit like, was when they're sitting there, like trying not to move, and every time it opens its mouth, yeah. that shit actually creeped me out. Like it yeah. was very, um, it was it, it was it was horror. That was right. just a, a horror scene it was. jammed into a sci-fi movie. There's so many different layers, layers, and like things an onion. going. <laughs> Onions have layers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cakes, Cakes yeah. have layers. <laughs> Everyone loves parfaits. Go on. And uh, I, I, I did, I did enjoy the movie. It's just. It's, it's so much stuff going on. I would have to watch it a couple yeah, times to really fully I, get the understanding. I really of what's liked happening. it the first time I saw it, but it took. It was the same thing with the the, the director's first movie. 
Was it Ex Machina? I was gonna and say. Ex I Machina. had to rewatch that at least once to fully grasp everything, and it was the same thing with Annihilation. Um, again, the, one of the things I really liked about the movie, and in in this culture now where a lot of people see a movie come out with a female lead or female cast like people, oh uh, social justice yeah, is woman right. in a role these guys did it right because it wasn't it heavy wasn't, handed it wasn't the focal point no it wasn't it, they don't mention that only women have gone into the shimmer and come out not well, men well he, well, that's the thing I, I, I liked about it the most because like what's the one thing like because there was nothing but uh, you know male military going into man the shimmer on, male on male action yeah sure <laughs> but they, they had, you had male military men going into the shimmer and never coming out and then whatever it may have you so sure. you have to try something different and mm-hmm. so they just completely flipped the script it's not like they're like alright we'll send a man woman team Avengers type of yeah. role you know but they, they just put the most qualified people in there exactly which is the same it almost could be a metaphor for the movies make a good movie mm-hmm. with the right people and it shouldn't have to be this social message yeah. just based on like in Ghostbusters and uh, shit like that I think the stuff with the doppelganger was was a little was a little crazy. Yeah, with the, that was nuts. Like when she watches the film of her husband. I like the ending away. being open to interpretation as well. And you have to at that. Point. And I thought Natalie Portman was kick ass. She she's, was. She's she, fantastic. She's the best part of it. And then Poe Dameron was the best. Even though, even though it's not his name. The, the best Natalie Portman performance is still in Your Highness. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm joking. Who? Okay, I never want to reference that movie. Can we not make Your Highness too? Yeah, let's <laughs> this not do the it. end. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, right. So, what would you give um, Annihilation? Just because I watched it once, and because there's still a lot of questions I have, and I want to watch it again, just to be safe, I'm going to give it a six. Okay, it's, prob- it's more than likely better than a six, yeah. but I want to stick with that. I think you should be a little fucked up the next time you watch it. Because the thing is, I, when I like, I'm never one like outside of like Star Wars and like tooth like the big sci-fi movies. I'm and I'm not really a big sci-fi. You love independent. Say you asshole. No, no, no. I'm saying like I'm talking like even like the newer. Like I don't, I don't go I out of my you. way to find sci-fi. Well, I think outside of Looper, Looper is like one of the best. I think sci-fi the problem is I, I think that. They pump out so much sci-fi, right? And you have to sift through the really good ones, yeah. the Loopers, um, Edge of Dar- Edge of Tomorrow. Um, or I was the, even gonna, st- oh yeah, Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, um, right. My, the recent and a few years back, Minority Report, things like that, um, to find the really good stuff. And for me, Annihilation, Ex Machina fall into that because it's exploring themes that other sci-fi movies haven't necessarily gone to yet. Um, same thing with uh, Prometheus, Alien Covenant. They were p- going back onto old themes, but right. p- approaching them from a different angle. Right. Um, well, for another one that was a sci-fi classic that they made a recent one of was the newest Predator which was a piece of shit was it um, really that bad I I wanted to like it so bad yeah cause I want to see it and I want to like it and uh, amazingly enough it's from the same director as Iron Man 3 so I kind of get why it sucked <laughs> the Predator the Predator wasn't the Predator the whole time it was just some guy in a Predator suit <laughs> yeah that's annoying <laughs> alright let's get into our picks for this week um, I so guess I'll, I was gonna say do you want me to go first yeah you can I go first did, I just did the thing yeah sure so I guess for the album, I'm going to give you this week. I, again, I, I do this thing where I very much don't think about it. Especially this week was rough just because I've been moving, getting all my stuff together. So the album I do really want to give you this week, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to give you an album you're probably not going to like. <laughs> Great. Cool. Grand. Terrific. What is it? I, I'm going to give you the Killers album, Sam's oh, Town. God, you're asking for it. It's it's their, It's their. by far their best album. Killer um, Sam. I understand that if any more words come pouring out your cunt mouth, Yo. I'm gonna have to eat every fucking chicken in this room. <laughs> That's the best part, yeah, man. You I love that. that right now. Nah, for giving but, me the killers. Um, I, I, under, I understand that you know a lot of people don't like the killers. They have they feel some some type of way about them, but. This is by far their best album. Everything what, after this what, is nothing that I. What care songs for. are on this one? Uh, the their big one is uh, "When You Were Young." Is mm, the I remember one. that song. So, like I said, it's by far their most complete record. Again, it, they're more Britpop than most Britpop bands. I call them '80s 
cover. Kind of, yeah. yeah 80s the, tribute. They, they have that sound. And, uh, like, it's just the weirdest thing. They're, they're a better Britpop band than, say, like, the Arctic Monkeys. Like, they almost have a better Britpop sound. I, I don't that. mind the Arctic Monkeys. I, they, I have some, they have, they have some good either. stuff. I don't, I, I'm not hating on them. I'm saying, like, that, like they're from the UK, so they should sound more... Not like they should be confined to a sound, yeah, but, but... I think if you're from a certain country, you should have to sound a certain way. Like, all British bands, I want to sound like the Beatles. Well, like, no, like that's, that's not no, what I'm saying. No, that's what I'm saying. But like, well, <laughs> you know, but, but you know, it's 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 a good record, and I figured I want to give you something a little more outside. I already got them. Oh, you did? Yeah, I sent them to you. I'm gonna take one too. <laughs> but uh, oh, I, like, they're already out. It's already. It's a little. It's very much outside your wheelhouse. But I. It's good enough rock and roll where I figured you might be able to appreciate okay. it. Okay, I'll I'll go in with an open mind and a closed asshole. Um, oh, okay, so my you. pick for you. Um, we actually did, uh, did this we? is, this is a sequel, did we? um, to a movie, I, movies I had given you previously, uh, just became available this week. I just rewatched it last night. I'm going to give you glass, um, the follow up to unbreakable and split. Uh, yeah, with, it did come out. Yeah, it just yeah. came out this week. I just rewatched it last night. I liked it more upon a second viewing. Oh, you um, saw it twice. Well, I saw it in the theater and it, I just watched it last night again. Okay. Um, and I really liked it still. Um, it. It's probably it's way more like Unbreakable than it is Split. While Split was very intense and paced and um, you know very fast, Unbreakable was a slow burn. It was like a true origin story. Yeah, Split was almost Split was almost filmed like a horror film. Yeah, absolutely. It was a psychological thriller yeah. at minimum. Um, while Unbreakable, which uh, it might be my favorite M Night Shyamalan film, um, it's a slow burn when it gets to the reveal, and that's very similar. Uh, Glass is very similar, where it builds up and the characters intertwine and they peel back layers of the story as it goes on to give you the reveal. Uh, toward Towards the end, uh, McAvoy again is fantastic. I also discovered that when McAvoy plays that little kid, one of his personalities, Hedwig. Um, I said, "Yeah, Hedwig." I said this to Grohow when we saw in the theater. I leaned over. I'm like, "Dude, that's Wallers. <laughs> the way he behaves is 100% Jason Wallers." Um, so oh, you bring back said uh, his name. You, you, I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> Does he care? No, no I don't care either. Um, so uh, again, the, the cast in this is great. Uh, between Bruce Willis, James McAvoy, Samuel L. Jackson, you bring uh, the girl from Split back, Anya Taylor Joy, I believe is her yeah. name. Um, Sarah Paulson's added to the mix as a, an actress, um, as playing the main uh, catalyst of the story the doctor that's kind of controlling them. Um, if you like Unbreakable and Split, you should I love did. Glass. This is one of those ones where we were just talking about people want to fit in with critics. Critics shit on Glass, but the audience tend to love it. Um, okay. If you're a fan of those, you're going to like it because this is the first one. You know, Unbreakable, you don't realize it's a comic book movie till the end of it. <coughs> right? Very much so, yeah. Um, and Split, same thing. You don't realize it's a villain origin story until the end of it. Yeah, this pretty much. This one plays like a true comic book movie from start to finish. Okay. Um, you, I want you to pay attention to the coloring in the movie, the colors at the characters are wearing okay. the colors of the rooms they're in and there's and then once you watch it look up glass uh, movie color schemes and read about specifically because one of my favorite things in movies that are very well directed is the way you can tell a story based on the surroundings of the characters right and that's what glass does very very well for cool. someone like me that likes breaking it down so glass is my pick for you um, well, this is the first like trilogy we're doing on the show yeah, the completion actually, of yeah. the trilogy which is pretty cool um, okay so let's start talking um, Josh can you play that that song you were playing but just turn down the volume just a little bit on it I want to take you on a journey Taylor good where, okay? where are we going I'll tell you where we're going. So once Josh starts playing the song, no, not cars for kids. Yes. Oh, oh, wrong song. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you don't want to hear this. Cars for kids. You sure you don't want to hear this? All right, sorry. I've never been more. Okay. So Taylor, we have a lot of things to do. There's okay. bad things coming. We don't have a lot of time either. There's not a lot of time to fix this. Um, some bad shit's gonna go down. A lot of people are gonna die. But before we save everyone, can you come up on my dragon and fly to a fucking mountaintop with me? Oh, stop it. 
That's what this was in Game of Thrones, this fucking dragon scene. Was it not? I mean... It was, dude, literally a whole new world. All that was missing was the song. And they swapped out dragon, a carpet for a dragon. It, okay, oh, I am... No, that's not even... Because there was one carpet, That's there were two dragons. Yeah, okay, sorry, two fucking <laughs> Dude, they did the fucking dive. I there's actually, it. there's a video on YouTube. It was Independence Day, dude. No, there it was, was Independence Day. No, was it? There was no fighting. They got to the magic They're flying through the canyon. They did the same thing in Aladdin with the magic so carpet. Davos is there like, you'd all be dead if it wasn't for my If it wasn't for my Daenerys. My David. No, this was literally, someone made a video side by side of the dragon flying scene and the carpet scene. <laughs> with the whole new world and they're shot for shot this was such a hack Disney scene in Game of Thrones and I want to tell you because I did like the episode but I'm actually in the minority because on our polls we did on Facebook and Twitter sucked one more than anything yeah, else I sucked know. or disappointed and that, and that, and that, that, that doesn't piss me well I, see, I said this a couple times Game of Thrones is a victim of their own expectations um, and because you set the bar so high what the hell's wrong are you coughing up blood are you having a heart attack, dude? <laughs> uh, I'm so <laughs> A whole new lung! Alright, you can kill the music now. We can actually talk about this. Um, so I Sorry, I'm I, my bad It's okay. That. I thought the first 20 minutes of the episode were kind of a slog. Um, which I get. You gotta build it up. Josh, by the way, you're 100% right that nothing significant was gonna happen. Dude. But I can't think of... That might be the worst season premiere. I uh, think about it. Okay, so last year's was significantly better. Just having it start yeah. out, and you just lost your screen, Josh. Yeah, we just lost your screen. Boo. Here's where I I disagree with you. Okay. Uh, do I think if I watch all the season premieres, do I agree that it's probably the worst one? Bottom two. You sure. just had it back on, so yeah, you're good. Sure. Do I think it's a bad season premiere? No, it wasn't. No. It wasn't bad. I don't. I, I don't think it's a bad episode. So but, people, but like because it's the perfect starting point because you have. To, there's only six episodes, and there's only a five. And it was only a forty-eight minute episode. That's what I'm saying. That so, was horseshit. So, all, yeah, that so was all, horseshit. So five all, minute intro. So you have to do. You have to connect all these characters before shit goes down. You know, mm-hmm. in the next two episodes, because they're saying the battles I, on episode I liked, three. I think it's supposed to start in two, and then yeah, lead into three. Right, because the uh, episode three is where it starts, like an hour and, that's and like twenty like minutes. Hour episode. and twenty minutes. I think I, I I totally agree. I like the reunions. I liked all that stuff, but that dragon scene didn't need to be fucking five and a half minutes long. I it, it was just to show off your CGI and nothing more. Here's here's where I I see your point, and here's my whole thing because now like it only proved it only proved more than what we already knew. But like the fact that now that John is actually a dragon rider now. Mm-hmm. Now do I do I admit that it was a little long and drawn out? Sure. Okay, I'll but give why? You that. Okay, they spent 10 minutes before that and 30 minutes after saying we don't have time to argue, but they have time to go fucking kiss on a mountaintop and just recreate the cave ginger scene. Well, I, that, like I said, it's just, it's little It was heavy handed. It was, no, it was some Disney shit. It was to appeal to women and people that like love stories. I mean, and no, that's 100% what it was. Landlord fucking hate, she hated the episode more than I, I didn't hate the episode. I liked it, but I was just expecting more. I just thought they would be able to fit a little bit more in and not fuck me with 48 minutes when they talking about the longest episode. That was one of the shortest episodes to date. Yeah, it was. Runtime. I so, was, when uh, you only have six episodes, I don't need five minutes of Dragon just to show off how good your CGI looks. And yes, it looks great. Yeah. 
Yeah. But you just did Aladdin. That was fucking Aladdin. Like I, I so, so when I went back and listened to what Josh was saying about the season premiere, Josh pretty much nailed everything. Yeah, he, he absolutely had. did. Honestly, absolutely nailed it all. Like he just it was just an episode. So of that's why he wasn't disappointed. Like I was. I was yeah. expecting more because I, I, I was expecting a little more. I, I will say the the whole scene with Tormund, Beric, and the Night's Watch with the with the the Umber Boy. Yeah. That's a straight horror scene. Yeah. Like that is one of the creepiest yeah, for sure. moments I've ever seen in, in a show. Like, I said the Caitlin right like when or, oop, 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 a landlord. Uh, <laughs> whoopsies. Um, right when it happened, um, and the person's hanging there is like, "Get ready to jump." She goes, "Why?" And then it happened. I was Dude, like, "They I set was, it up perfectly." It was I, was, I was at Bob and Quaz's, and the second I wasn't paying attention, I was looking at my phone, and I just he just starts screaming. Phone goes flying across the room. I heard, That's not what broke it, though. I, I heard about Bob's uh, terrible Game of Thrones theory. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was surprised. I thought he was going to tell me. He didn't tell me. What is it? <laughs> Go ahead, tell him, Josh. Okay, I'll read you. I'll yeah, read, read, read it to me, please. Dr. Read. Bob Roberts' theory. I'm, I'm Bob, actually, you're an ass. This I'm, actually, theory, this, I'm actually stopping over there, so I'm going to ask him about this, it. This theory sucks. Is it really that bad? It's, it's okay, yeah. Like, 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 <laughs> like, 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 in the realm of Game of Thrones, it's that much outside it the It would realm be, of okay, if this was true, I would be annoyed, because it's such a reach, and it's it's trying to make connections that aren't there so badly. Gosh, let me, I got to hear this, dude. You got to tell right, me. So, he starts off by texting me. He goes, I know how Game of Thrones ends, and I said, is it for real, or is it your guess? If it's for real, don't tell me. If it's your guess, let me hear it. And he okay. goes, okay, it's what, it's what I think is going to happen. He goes, Rhaegar isn't dead. We'll come back and take the Iron Throne along Danny and Jon somehow. And I go, nah, dude, no shot. There's no way Rhaegar survived. Everyone saw him die. Robert killed him, though. Robert killed him. Yeah. And yeah. all the most honorable men in Westeros saw it. Ned yeah. saw it. Barristan Selby <laughs> They're not going to make it. up that he lived. Yeah, they're not. Jorah saw it, no? Wasn't Jorah Mormont yeah, there? Yeah, Jorah was Jorah there. Saw all it, these yeah. people saw it. And uh, he goes, yeah, but they never said what he did to his body. I said, yeah, because... <laughs> what, is it been Laden? Yeah, and I said, yeah, because it's on the show. In the, books, the, in the books, Jamie has a chapter, yeah, right. and he says that um, they're talking about Rhaegar, and he says that Robert left his body out to be eaten by the crows. Okay. Um, okay. Before, yeah. before so, burning it. Right. And he goes, yeah, but books are different, though. <laughs> no shit. Thanks, dude. <laughs> we, know, yeah. we know you don't read them. That's, that's, goes, the, that's the most Bob response. Yeah. yeah, but books are different, though. Yeah. All right, here. So then he goes, okay, so let's say he survived, and he obviously couldn't um, be himself anymore because he's the most famous person in the world. So he would have had to go to Essos, and where do people in Essos go when they need to change who they are? And I'm like... No, Wait, dude. No, I'm like stop. no, dude. And he goes, hold on. <laughs> it's goes, like Bob's he right goes, here. He goes. So they say Arya looks a lot like Lyanna Stark. Why did Jack and Hagar take such a uh, liking to Arya Stark? Because she looks like Lyanna Stark. I'm like, dude. Jack and Hagar is not Rhaegar Targaryen. He goes, no, dude. Take it here. He sends me a picture of Jack and Hagar. He goes, what do you see? And I'm like, I see Jack and Hagar, dude. What am I? He goes, look by his hair. And I'm looking for like, like maybe like a dragon pendant or yeah, something. Yeah, right. So I go, I'm not seeing it, dude. And then he sends me three fucking zoomed in pictures, Can closer I see these pictures? and closer Can and closer I see these on Jack and's hair. And then he goes, he has a blonde streak, dude. <laughs> maybe he just got scared one day. Okay, so this is definitely a reach, and I. Text him right there and say, fuck you. <laughs> no, no, come on. He's fine. It's just, it's Bob. Who cares? That's the nicest thing anyone said to him recently. That theory stinks. Yeah, yeah that's no, I not agree. good. That theory stinks. Blonde hair. Throw yourself, <laughs> Bob goes, throw yourself out, dude. Why would Martin give him a little stripe of blonde? <laughs> he doesn't do things for nothing. 
did, were in the books did they Throw make a point out. did they make a point to highlight his blonde streak dude, it highlight his highlight dude, it if you will it doesn't even matter because like the, the, the show was way past the books at this point so the books are at this point in the show they have no frame of reference so we can agree that Dr. Bob Roberts should lose his PhD yeah definitely <laughs> yeah give him a PhD in stupidity but, I mean I, I mean the episode was fun I just I just liked all the reunions and I have to say you, cool, you, you called they at, at, for as bad as everyone thought it was the ending of the episode was fucking brilliant oh that was great and all Jamie. the fucking Bran Stark memes were making me laugh so hard. Yo, Quaz oh, was Quaz was literally one. texting me the whole like we were sitting next to like we're watching the show and I go, like uh, what was it? Tyrion and Sansa were talking and then you just look and then there's just he's just sitting there staring at him like he just stared at people the whole episode, yep. bro. Oh my god, it was let's really see, curb your enthusiasm. Uh, Josh goes, <laughs> "This is my favorite one." He doesn't know which it is. Let me see. So, oh uh, shit, I can't wait to see what they do in the next episode. Let's Dude, see. I love it. <laughs> I fucking hate this cripple so much. <laughs> that is perfect. Yeah, your right. enthusiasm music as he stares. <laughs> That's. I, there was the one meme I posted to our Facebook of Jamie's face, and it says that face you make when you see someone you pushed out of a window ten fucking years ago. <laughs> so, do we have any predictions for episode two? Um, what's gonna happen? I guess the only prediction. Does not, anyone die this week? I, I think no. No one's gonna die. And well. If anyone reek, it's, it's either the end of the episode or as soon as episode three kicks off, some something's gonna happen. Yeah, I mean, I think that, I think now that they got this out of the way, um, shit's about because to the real. the um the reactions to the first episode. Did, what's crazy is people that are like me, where we like the show but we're not diehards about it, are realistic. I thought it was good. I didn't think it was great. Yeah. I thought I was fair in my criticism of it. I wasn't being brutal for no reason. I didn't shit on it. I just had issues with certain parts, like I would any show. Right. Um, but certain Game of Thrones fans will defend every little thing. They drink the Kool-Aid so hard. I, I mean, understand fanboyism, but the drink the Kool-Aid that hard. Don't ever tell me that Amelia Clark and Kit Harrington are good actors, because that scene on the mountaintop was cringe acting. They're, they're Sorry, cringe They're, writing, cringe acting. They are perfect for these roles, and I think uh, Amelia Clark has she's she's a better actor than Kit for sure. But I don't I, know. I, I, I don't. I, I, I think she's better. I, she, she wasn't she wasn't bad in like a like the Han Solo Star Wars. No, she, she wasn't, wasn't bad. Well, a lot of it depends on the writing, but she's only well, obviously good, she's in she's only good in scenes where it's like. It, there can't be any charisma, <laughs> right? Like that mountaintop scene literally had my the back the hairs on the back of my head standing up because it was so heavy handed right. and cringeworthy. We get it; they're in love. He's a Targaryen. We know. We know. We know. I have to say that too, like the reunion between Sam and uh, Sam and Jon Snow, and was great. Him that was great. It in the crypts. Um, I guess the only the only prediction I have is actually from the teaser trailer where you see Arya running away. Yeah. Right. It, something tells me that it's one. Of those Starks come like are brought back by by uh, white? The, the Night King. But which Stark? No, you know how all of them are like, oh, in the tomb? In the and like you, you, he could raise the but dead. Wouldn't they be all rotted and shit, just skeletons? It, that hasn't stopped any of the other ones before. I think it's more but likely my, my, that fucking the faceless man and some people come well, back for Arya. That's a good one. But my my thing because it looks like she's legit freaked out. So what if it's a what if it's a, uh, a headless Ned? Well, what one? they um. They said in the in the original trailer, there's a scene with Arya where she's scared, and it, there is a reference to um, like someone coming that they don't know who it is. So I I wouldn't be surprised if the 
that guy that Bob thinks is Rhaegar comes back, but he's not Rhaegar. Oh, Jack, so shut oh, up. Oh, Jack and Hagar. Yeah, I, I never for, I never remember his name because I and, that's a storyline I was just indifferent on. And and Didn't I'm hate and, it, but. and I'm and I'm gonna go on record because I've been like I've been rewatching the series from the first season again. <laughs> I just trying to like get familiar with everything again. Sure. And I'm gonna go on record and say this is probably my favorite show ever. Ever? Yeah, right. honestly, because like it's it the replay value is there and like the little nuances you pick up from season one that carry yeah, there's all the way tons over. of foreshadowing from season one. It's to, absolutely uh, the, it's, now. It's, it's a magnificent show, and it's probably it's definitely my favorite show I've ever watched. When uh, when did Sophie Turner become the best actress on the show? Dude, badass. Uh, I I don't know. It's weird though. Yeah. Dude, I, I'm I'm starting to think that like she's gonna be a bad bitch by the end of this. She's gonna fuck some yeah. people up. That's what I'm saying. She'll turn. She's 100%. like like she's starting to turn into what's like like she's been around Cersei. too many scumbags. She's mm-hmm. she knows how to play the game now, and uh, she it'd be cool if she took out Cersei. But I I want to see Cersei reign. I'm I'm on Team Cersei now. Dude. She has like the perfect. Shitty, snarky British accent yeah, too. Yeah, absolutely. Like uh, when she said the to Tyrion, I used to think you were the most clever man I knew. <laughs> Dude, yeah, it's so, it, very snarky. Yo, the, the the bitchiest thing she said the whole episode. What do dragons even eat? Yeah, <laughs> and then yo, honestly, badass. Whatever they want, and they just look at each other, and immediately I look at Bobby and go, they're gonna fight. Yeah, they hate did you ever each hear, other. Do you ever hear Bobo's I, 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 I love uh, I love Arya finally getting some emotion back. She's to- she's so into Gendry, dude. It's um, crazy. I'm gonna play a song for you. This is mixed by our guys at Lobo Sound. This is from the original Bobo Show EP, and it's called Sansa's So Hot. Oh my god. Is it playing? No. Get ready. I hope this is the song. Santa's so hot, I wanna sniff her yoga trousers even if she had crabs. I'd still sniff her yoga trousers if she just took a shit. I'd still sniff her yoga trousers if she forgot he does quit. I'd still sniff her yoga trousers. Ooh, Santa. Ooh, Santa. <laughs> yoga trousers. It gets better too. I'm, I'm alright. <laughs> this is Vince playing guitar. Oh my god. I mean, how often do you get to see trousers in a song? Serena, don't just stare at it. Eat it. I wanna sniff her yoga bridges. I <laughs> Thank you, Bobo. Um, okay, so I, I I don't really have any predictions for episode two because the way episode one was set up, really, it can go any which way. I'm just I just, I want to see because kill someone. Well, that I, I want to see what they do because obviously the, the 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 preview for the next episode is Jamie standing in front of all the stars sure. and the Targaryen and shit. So yeah. it's like I want to see how that plays out. Yeah, I think like, we're definitely getting uh, cliffhangered here. I, we're gonna have again. To. I think no. I, yeah, I think the army of the dead is gonna get there by the right end of the, the episode. End. Yeah. yeah, I mean they're gonna, but there's gonna have to be some level of like action in this one beyond dragons flying, right? No, I, th- I don't think so. I, I you don't think so? Well, I, I think the only action we're Dude, gonna the get the last four episodes are fucking an hour and twenty minutes long. Yeah, that's true. No, the 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 first the three and four are, and then it's like fifty minutes, seventy minutes. No. Look at I'm no, telling you, no, they, dude, cha- they, they they released the. Um, they, they released I was just the looking times. at it the other day. And well, the, the only action I see happening in the second episode is because uh, what was it? Tormund and Beric, and they were talking with the Night's Watch and how they're going to get to Winterfell yeah. because of the army of the dead. So I think on their way to Winterfell, they're going to encounter some lights and there's going to be some shit going sure. on. Sure. So you might see some people from the Night's Watch, whatever that other guy's name, who's the Lord Commander now. Yeah, yeah. John Snow's boy, and then um, everyone's John Snow's boy. He doesn't but, hate anyone. But I'm saying you might even see uh, like I. I'm I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for oh, Tormund to oh, die. I really, really? am. Because I I swear they re-released no. something. What website is this? Digital. Uh, hold on. Because inverse. Let me see. 
uh, episode four, 78 minutes. The final, oh, they're 80 minutes each. So, Dude, yeah, okay, I'm, yeah, you're right. I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm waiting, I'm waiting to, I'm sitting here just waiting for Tormund to die, and it's going to bum me out when it happens. Because he, he's uh, going to. I, he's he going to. He may not, though. I don't think it's going to be as, like, widespread. He'd be too easy to kill, like, yeah. a, to get a reaction, because everyone likes him. Everyone mm-hmm. that, that would be that's That would be a cop-out if you just kill him just to get dude, a reaction When they almost people. killed him on the island with with the whites and stuff, like, yeah. I knew, I, I at one point, I'm like, oh, shit, he's going to die, but they, that scene was too long. Like, you, they would have just killed him and dragged him into the ice at that point, but yeah. I, that stinks. Uh, def- I think there's got to be some kind of twist and turn in this episode. Like, if they, like, say Jamie's on trial, and then they let Bran decide, and Bran's like, fuck it. Like, <laughs> he's on our side now. Yeah. He's seen everything, blah, well, blah, blah. We could see that, and I uh, I, I, I want to see, now I want to see what Bran, uh, Bran, Bran, excuse me, what Bran is really going to do, because now that Cersei is paying him to kill I bet you he kills Tyrion Tyrion not Jamie, but Tyrion I think I think Brienne will save Jamie before Bronn could kill him but and, yeah and then uh, well I, I think this is the first test of like real, of Bronn's real character because like Tyrion's been his boy since season one I don't know if it's a test of character as much because he's already led people against Tyrion once already I think his character is I'm going to do whatever I can for money right he's like Earl Hebner Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll screw anyone for money. <laughs> um, okay, so that's cool. Um, Kate Smith, Josh. You know Kate Smith, Taylor? No, I You've been know. to a Yankees game before, right? Yeah. You know this version of God Bless America that they play at the seventh inning stretch? Very vaguely, yeah. So they play, how long have they been playing this at Yankee Stadium, Josh? Uh, since September 11th. Since September 11th? Yes. They do it because of September? That, that was a joke. Um, so I think this is a horrendous rendition of it, and I like almost any patriotic song. It sounds like Susan Waldman recorded this, her fucking awful voice. But this will no longer be played at New York Yankee games after being played every game at Yankee Stadium since 9-11. So what are they going to play now? I don't know. Well, <laughs> do you want another reason they're not playing it? No, why? why Kate Smith's God Bless America out. Okay, you can turn it off or leave it playing. That's fine. Kate Smith, or turn it down just a little bit. Kate Smith's God Bless America out at Yankee Stadium over racist songs. The Yankees have decided to no longer run Kate Smith's version of God Bless America during their seventh inning stretch because of Smith's affiliation with songs that carried racist lyrics. Most famously, Smith sang a 1931 song called, and I quote, That's Why Darkies Were Born, which opened, Someone had to pick the cotton, someone had to pick the corn. Someone had to slave and be able to sing, That's Why Darkies Were Born. All right, Yankees made the right decision. Yeah, I think that's... Um, that's I, yeah. I think that... Uh, so, you know, we've talked about this with like Michael Jackson and right. R. Kelly even. A song is a song. She didn't write God Bless, God Bless no, America. Not. So you could get another person singing God Bless America. Yeah, but it doesn't that. stop with that song. Of course not. Um, Why would it stop there? Uh, let's see. There's another one. Oh, that's not the only one. Hold on. Uh, I want to know what the fuck... Josh, pull up uh, Kate Smith on here so I can read it. How did okay? I want to know in today's hypersensitive culture where we pull up everything after things happen. Um, how did it take them seventeen years, eighteen years? <laughs> just, yeah. Some, uh, sometimes people just like to let things f- like flow by the wayside, or as Bob used to say, the third say, one, you know, Fox Thirteen Memphis. <laughs> but Josh, you get swept under the base deck. <laughs> Let's see. But, so, uh, the Philadelphia Flyers have followed the lead of the New York Yankees. Uh, halting singer. Oh, they did it at Flyers games, too? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. The team covered. They, they had a, a statue of her in Philadelphia. I guess so. Is they she sh- from Philadelphia? They should have hung it. <laughs> Just, oh, no, Jesus. I mean. What? Oh, what? what? I, wait, she's not a victim I mean, here. I mean, what, she's what, dead. I mean, what, I mean, she's what? dead. 
You're not saying anything. You're just going, oh. Like, That's all I said. I didn't say uh, nothing. There was another song she did, too. But, um, yeah, I mean, what were the Yankees supposed to do here? The second this comes out, you have no choice but I, to pull this kind of th- stuff. There's, I mean, they were back into a corner, and they, they made the right decision. Well, what's going to be great is if you click on, like, the tweets when this all came out, the people responding, it's just a song. I'm like, yeah, I get, I agree but that the- it's just a song, but the connotation of the person, and if they were, oh, there's another one called uh, Pickin' Any Heaven. Jesus. <laughs> uh, yeah. There, it's like... <laughs> that reminds me of the League episode. You don't just record these episodes. Yeah, pick, pick a bale of cotton. Yeah. Um, Jesus. Like, this woman is singing God Bless America, and then she's singing That's Why Darkies Were Born. This isn't like even... When did a, that song even come out? You said in the 30s, right? 30s, yeah, which I understand. It's the same thing we talk about with John Wayne. People are products of their time, but they're not playing John Wayne movies at Yankee Stadium. No, they're not. And I think there's a difference between an actor and a singer that sees what they're being written. John Wayne never played like a Klansman in a movie or anything. Thing. No, he played he, a cowboy. He always played the cowboy. So the fact that she was willing to record these things says a lot about her yeah. character. Um, but I, I will say, by the same to- on the other side of the coin, if they decided, you know, the song means more than the person that's saying it and they're keeping it, I would respect them for sticking by that because right. it's about the song. She didn't write the song. If she wrote the song, I think it changes the game too. Yeah, absolutely. But get rid of this mushmouth idiot. I- I'd rather Susan Waldman singing at this point. I, I just- God bless America, John. <laughs> John, I gotta tell you, America's the best. Oh, so speaking of We emancipated the slaves. I just, I, I just one of those things where I, I, when I say I don't care... That's not. That's a lazy way of saying I'm indifferent. Mm-hmm. Because when it says, because when I look at it, God bless America is just a song. I could give a shit what she sang about. Sure. What she wrote about. I knew nothing about this until literally you brought it up. Yeah. Well, it was and all over. They were talking about a WFAN. They were like, I'm surprised I, mean, and, I didn't hear. Evan was once. like, I go to Yankee Stadium. I hate that version of it. And Evan's like an American history like fanatic yeah, fanboy. So I, I mean, if you, if you get take it take it at face value, just as is. The, the Yankees had no choice. There was no they, other choice to don't make. Don't tell me it's social justice shit. When you run a business, an empire, in fact... Dude, a multi-billion quote, unquote, dollar The evil business. empire, the most successful sports franchise in mm. American professional sports, yep. and you're and you're also playing a city that is extremely diverse. Yeah. Having a song that's being sung by a woman that sang a song called That's Why Darkies Were Born, you don't have a choice. Yeah, you don't. It's, I mean, imagine if they just swapped out God Bless America in the seventh inning and they played That's Why Darkies Were Born. <laughs> like, oh no, God. it's, it, that, but that's like, no, but I know you're but saying, but that's how people right. would receive it if they yeah. kept it. So I, as a business empire, you don't have a choice. But at the same time, if the Yankees decided to keep it, it's their decision being their own business. Exactly. Um, but they don't have a choice, especially with where they play. If this was like, they played in Memphis and who gives a shit? They, I mean, they, if, if they if, might if, play the, other song if, if there's one thing especially because there's a new york sports team and outside the fact it's new york yankees the new york sports the new york sports are under the most scrutiny anywhere else in the country Absolutely. so well, the media here when you're in the headline in sports it's not back it's not middle of the newspaper it's front page news it's front page on news. Uh, the newspapers out here that's the difference that people live in the midwest friends of mine that live in the south they don't understand that sports coverage here is like political coverage if not more so dude it, like just just recently though like uh, Jacob DeGrom had strep throat, and it was on the cover of the New York yeah, Post. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's crazy. Like, um, so speaking of sports, I actually have a really cool baseball stat about okay. perhaps the most underrated player of our generation. Do Who do you think I would say is the most underrated, underrated player, player of our generation in baseball? Um, okay, so is he still playing now? Yes. Uh, is he in the NL or the AL? NL. He's in the NL. Mm-hmm. 
Does he play in Colorado? No. Okay, never mind then. I can't. I don't think he could be underrated in Colorado because you're going to put up runs. And <laughs> well, I was going to say for whatever reason, I, I just think Nolan Arenado is. Well, he just underrated. got paid out the ass, so he I'm, can't. I'm be. saying like underrated as yeah. far as like the top guys in the league. So not That's he's, he's not in the NL West. He is an NL Central player. Who's in the NL Central? The St. Louis Cardinals. St. Louis Cardinals, Milwaukee Brewers, Brewers, Cincinnati Reds, Pittsburgh um, Pirates. Cincinnati Reds. Yes, he's on the Cincinnati Reds. Joey Votto. Joey Votto, the most underrated player of our generation. Joey Votto rules. So he just had two crazy stats happen in the last week. Listen to this. He homered the other day from the the eight hole or the nine hole. He is one of the fr- – I, I couldn't find any other player that did this. He's now homered out of every spot in the order, one through nine. That's that's a very interesting Barry Bonds thing. never did that. A Rod never did that. Well, Babe, Babe Ruth never did that. Joe DiMaggio. Yep, I, he's I the first up, player to ever do that. Ever do that. And then look, oh here's a want to hear a crazier stat Dude, about that's Joey Votto. Fifty year history. No one's so ever done that. Joey Votto popped out the first base the other day. He had to pop out the first base. So, it's so, the first time he's popped out the first base. A pop fly to the first baseman in six thousand eight hundred twenty eight plate appearances in his career. That's a, that's uh like that is such. An insane anomaly. Could you pull up Joey Votto's stats when, for me? When, like, like when you read it or like when you hear about it, like you look at it like, oh, he popped out the first base. But it's, then when you look at the amount of plate appearances and it's never happened. So Ralph has actually been. I got to give Ralph credit here. He's been banging the table that Joey Votto's a Hall of Famer the last couple of years. And I've always said, um, generally, when people talk about active players being Hall of Famers, unless they're at the end of their career, I say I need two or three more years. Yeah, generally. right. Like um, I think CC this year, CC even last year was probably a Hall of Famer, but he's only six uh, strikeouts away from three thousand. That guarantees is a Hall of Famer. Yep. So this is the thing with Joey Votto's stats. So you look at um, his home run total is 271. Decent. Not yep. great. Only has 901 RBIs. Not great. Um, for Especially for a power hitting first baseman. Um, he has a shit ton of doubles with 378. He's had as many as 40 in a season. He's usually good for 25 to 30. Uh, now this is where it gets crazy. Look at his walk numbers. So starting in 2010, uh, which was his first uh, all-star year. Yeah, his first all-star year. He walked... 91 times, which is a really good number to a clip of a 424 on base percentage. In 2011, he walked 110 times to a 416 on base percentage. 94, 474 on base percentage because his batting average was 337. Jesus. The next year, he walked 135 times. That, that's an astounding number. Correct. And don't forget, he won an MVP in 2010 as well. Right. Um, then he, he was injured the next year, walked 47 times. His on base percentage was still uh, pretty damn high at 390. Then 142 with an on base percentage of 459 next year 108 434 134 and on base percentage of 454 this guy's a hall of famer he's walked 1111 times in his career his on base percentage i believe is third best in major league history i was going to say at 426 426 and his batting average is 310 um how many hits does he have in his career uh not too once he gets to 2000 i think he locks up definitely being a hall of famer he's already borderline where where is he now like 1500 or something 1744 once okay. he gets to 2000 that's when he's going to get into cuz his num- he the guy that he's probably most comparable to there's two um he's probably similar to Keith Hernandez and Don Mattingly okay. um he not as good defensively i mean who is they're the two best defensive first basemen ever Keith Hernandez is the best defensive first baseman of all time um but Vado the only knock on him is being a middle of the order hitter his RBI totals aren't great 
Right. It, he because he's so patient. Yeah. He doesn't really strike out. I mean, that's the other glaring thing. He's only struck out more than a hundred times uh, half of his career yeah, like one, compared two, to his three, walks. Four, he's he's that, yeah. but it's it's crazy. He puts the ball in play. His slugging's good. His op uh, his ops is great. Uh, Votto, most underrated player of our generation. It's not even close, in I my opinion. Definitely agree, man. That, yeah. that's pretty fucking crazy. Now here, did you? I got something for you. Sure. Did you see what happened? I think it was about a week ago. What mm-hmm. happened with Jim Carrey? The actor? Yeah, the actor. What other Jim Carrey do you know? The painter. The painter? <laughs> uh, no, what so, happened with Jim Carrey? I'm kind of tired of his shit and his stupid paintings. Okay, so obviously, so you know already that he's more of a political cartoonist, but... I, I, a political jerk-off. Right. <laughs> so, I, I take, again, I take everything at face value, but he got into a little bit of a Twitter Twitter beef. Wait. Can, can you guess with who? Well, this was rec- This was happened a few weeks ago with someone's daughter. Um, yeah, do you know whose daughter? Mussolini's. Yeah, this was from like a month ago. Benito Mussolini's <laughs> daughter. Yeah. M- and Benito Mussolini's no, granddaughter. Granddaughter, And yeah. he's like, you're a bastard for depicting my father. I, and he goes, that actually happened to yeah, him. Like, he got strung up by his fucking feet in the middle of the town square. Hey, listen, we're Italian. You don't talk Mussolini. He was a great guy. Stop that. <laughs> what did he do wrong? You sided with the Axis powers in, you in World War You can't prove that. Were you there? It's it's what it's Josh, widespread. No, Josh was Taylor there. Did he see this happen? He must have. It's well documented. No, I didn't see it happen. I, I, and, then, and then after they executed him, right, here's it, the article. It, Italy switched to the <laughs> Allied powers. Too low. Uh, the granddaughter of Italian fascist dictator Benito Mussolini has engaged in a very modern war with supporters of actor turned political cartoonist Jim Carrey. The Ace Ventura pet detective star tweeted a photo of his latest work on Saturday, depicting the real life scene of the slain Mussolini and his mistress hanging from a steel grider grider in 1945. Girder. Yeah, Girder, Goddard, <laughs> McGriddle. Uh, it was it was a message on <laughs> modern. Politics. Yeah. <laughs> it was a message of modern politics <laughs> from the artist, referencing what he feels are rising fascist tendencies. But the dictator's offspring took personal umbrage. "You're a bastard," Al- Alessandra Mussolini said in reply to the tweet. She's a far-right politician serving as a member of the European Parliament for Italy in her own right, but she has also spent decades defending the actions of her grandfather, who allied himself with Adolf Hitler. The second you say allied yourself with Adolf Hitler, you lose. Yeah, like, immediately, you can't win. That's in the run-up in the run-up to World. War II after brutally quashing um, d- domestic opponents to refashion Italy as a totalitarian state. Totalitarian. I'm too tired for this <laughs> following the First World War. It's a pretty good drawing. Um, Alessandra Mussolini entered politics as a, uh, after a career as an actress and a model. So she's another actor turned politician. Yeah, jerk right. Um, she posed for European editions of Playboy. Okay, so she's a whore. Uh, her <laughs> politics have always appeared relatively akin to those of her fascist grandfather, though she rejects the label herself. Carrie has become a prolific political cartoonist in recent years, with his art often taking aim at President Trump and his allies. The new picture depicts Mussolini hanging from a steel beam in a gas station in Milan after his state execution at the end of World War II, and was sent by Carrie in a tweet saying, If you're wondering what fascism leads to, just ask Benito Mussolini and his mistress, Claretta. Carrie himself has yet to respond to the personal insult from Mussolini's granddaughter on Monday. He often leaves critics to bounce around in the online echo chamber without him, but Mussolini, the granddaughter, not the late, dicta- like, late dictator... <laughs> Imagine he's like comes back, Jim Carrey. Yeah, right. You were great and dumb and dumber, but fuck you. <laughs> I think you're confusing Jim Carrey with your murderous grandfather, were one Twitter user in defense of the Canadian born actor who has U.S. citizenship, as if that matters to this. Yeah, right. The two went back and forth, trading insults over the course of Sunday morning. Carrie's already drawn fire of the right wing in the U.S. for his repeated bashing of President Trump, which ramped up last year with an unflattering painting that appeared to depict the White House press secretary, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who looks like Jim Ross, or as Carrie labeled it, a portrait of a so-called Christian who only per- uh, whose only purpose in life is to lie for the wicked. Um, 
yeah, I Sarah Huckabee Sanders, she's a tough old bitch, but she looks like Jim Ross. I mean, she looks like she's got Bell's palsy and shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I mean, I, I take I take politics just completely out of out, out of the equation because I, I could care less what anyone really yeah, thinks. Yeah, sure. And, this and is that funny. That's but like the fact like that, that's the one name I wasn't thinking of. Mussolini's granddaughter. granddaughter. Like so, so here's my question. So it the Mussolini is pushed away because he he sided with Hitler, correct? And he was a fascist dictator. Yeah, just yada, yada yada yada. Yeah. So hypothetically here his granddaughter is in politics with that last name that stain of a last name right if your last name and you are the descendant of Hitler do you ever get into office I, I mean listen if, if if Mussolini can get in office I don't know I, I, are, are you sh- saying Hitler's worse than Mussolini or is as bad no I, I, I'm saying I feel I'm, like no, I'm saying hit- Hitler I'm, just, I'm saying it's a possibility is what I'm saying I, I'm saying th- th- listen there's <laughs> I think there's no one that was European worse. Parliament even with a Hitler mustache you're not getting in there's there there's no one like the, like the, you put Hitler on anything, it's instant bad news. To, to out, it, everything is inside the realm of possibility in today's world, honestly. So n- nothing I have no is, idea it, that his granddaughter was even in politics. I, be, well, because it's like where are you I, going, Josh? I, I, oh, I've, I've, heard, I've heard of nothing happening that she's done well, well for she, the Italian government. Okay, well, I've heard okay, nothing. Well, let me ask you this: I don't this. even know what she was While even you say this, in. you don't know that anything she's done good for the Italian government. What do you know about the Italian government in recent years? I just know that it's a, it's called parliament and it's not a government. It's milk. It's, it's a condensed milk that you. Uh, no, here's this is my problem with a lot of this stuff. Why do American citizens, Canadian citizens, citizens of other countries think they are experts in foreign affairs? Not. No one is. No, why? What do we do? We we barely know anything about American politics. We, what we know what we know about our own personal feelings. Dude, that's the same thing. Remember. Tune the fuck out. Stop thinking you're an expert on international affairs, jerk off. Dude, remember everyone. Got Got all up in arms about Brexit. I'm like, when do you? Wait, who cares? Like, why do you care I'm about gonna, Brexit? I want a Brexit out of life. Like, just in general. It just didn't make any sense to me. Like, I just, why would it? Why would it make sense? Because it's fucking, it's insanity. Just People, stay. Well, the only reason why I, I cared this much was because a lot of bands I like from the UK, and it would be harder for them to tour the US. I know people are upset about, about soccer, and I said nobody cares about soccer. Let's grow up here. We're Americans. Right. We don't care about soccer. I like soccer enough from a faraway distance. I'll, I'll, I'll put it like that. If I had to debate if I was going to watch golf or soccer, I'm probably watching golf. Really? Over soccer, yeah. Soccer. It's it, a hard decision. I would pick soccer just because I like I, I like the Chelsea over in the UK. I I, I know a few it. people named Chelsea. They're all right. <laughs> I don't care about the. I don't care. I don't is, is Chelsea, Chelsea a country once. or a team? No, it, it's it's a team. It's a Chelsea FC. So um, I want to ta- talk to you about my stupidity right Please. now. Um, so Usually do the anyway. Notre Dame Cathedral burned down this week. Oh, here we go. I legitimately didn't even know it was in Paris. I thought it was the school and the cathedral was right there. I didn't know it was in Paris <laughs> I had either. no clue. But I, I will say the history... It you does know, stink. The, the, the you histori- know, Quasimodo predicted all this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the historical significance is big. Now, a lot of the phony outrage, everyone's oh like, oh my, my God. God I, 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 I saw a meme where it's like... or so, like, You know, like one of those meme accounts on Instagram where it's like someone tweets this thing or whatever? Sure. So someone tweeted and it was like, you know, Notre Dame burning down was just a... It was just a call for everyone everywhere to show the pictures that they went there. People got mad at me because I said I hope they got Joe Montana out. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, like, my, my whole thing is that like people who have to understand that you know, it, like you, you saw the coronation. That place saw the coronation of Napoleon, not the point dynamite. Napoleon, uh, um, Neapolitan the, ice cream. Yeah, it saw the coronation of King Henry the Sixth. Um, it went through the it went through the Black Plague. It stood for over eight hundred and fifty years. God, with, fuck with, it. With all original. I understand it's an old. I, I'm just. I, I'm. I like. 
like how many kids got fucked in there by priests? Is my question. I'm sure a few. (laughs) Just two. Just two over 150 years. I I, I can't. When you weigh the averages out, it's the safest church. I'm sure. Listen, I definitely can't call it. But but the other thing that's cool is because everything that's measured in Paris is at this place called Point Zero, which is directly outside of Notre Dame Cathedral. Okay. So that's so like I seriously had zero clue it was in Paris until I saw this. I kind of thought it was in Italy, to be honest with you. I kind of thought it was by the school. Yeah, right. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. I had Indiana. Yeah, I had no clue. <laughs> I had zero clue. That's come how little. That, no, this is legitimately. I don't care if I come off uncultured, quote unquote. That's fine. I don't. I don't give a fuck about foreign history cultures. I find some of it interesting, but the, a church where I'm not even a Catholic. Well, I don't care. Like I said, I, I don't. I care to an extent, just because like that's what I like. What, before I became like the profession that I'm in now, I wanted to be a, 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 a European priest? a European history teacher. Okay, that's what, so. I. I very much was I understood that, but also Notre Dame Cathedral was the most visited place in Paris. Everyone says the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, and nah, the fucking that old was. Yankee Stadium was the most visited place in America, and they tore that thing down. Yeah, there is more history there than there was at fucking Notre Dame. That's not true. Absolutely, it's visited by three different popes. The Beatles played there twice. Give me that over fucking uh, cathedral. Okay. Right. Uh, so, but then you see how much money got donated to fucking fix this thing? A it's billion it's, it's, something. Dude, it's gonna be fine. Uh, these self-righteous cocksuckers. That's, and that's what I, they are. Cocksuckers. That's the thing that annoys oh, me. Oh well, there's so much history there. They can more about history of ancestors that may not even be ancestors people that would spit on us that lived till they were fucking 30 and then died of a common cold yep. than they do the homeless that we have now homeless veterans that we have now uh, homeless children agree. and they're going to donate to a fucking church that shuns people Mm-hmm. That says you're going to hell if you don't side with them. Yep. Fuck them. Fuck anyone that donated to it, and fuck that church. Burn to the ground for all I care. I don't give a shit. Like, no, it's fine. I don't, I don't give like, a shit. It's just, I, I, I just maybe that's just a difference of opinion. I don't understand the obsession people have with uh, other well, cultures. It, no, it, well, okay. Pay attention to your own culture. Well, that I understand, and that I very much agree with. But I think the one thing that annoys me more than that is that everyone. Trying to make it about them. Yeah. Oh my God. That's the one thing. People were posting. They were crying about it. I'm like, about what? Unless you're a hardcore Catholic, like if you if you've been been a Catholic your whole life, that if you were if you I'm talking. You have uh, the only time I'll respect is you were been raised Catholic. You go to church every week. Mm -hmm. You work at your church. You volunteer. You do soup kitchens like in a Prius. Uh, that's the only time (laughs) we're gonna mess around (laughs) with your Prius. Dirty uh, Mike in the boys. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I really, like, I can't fathom it. I saw it, like, I'm like, oh, wow, there's a lot of history there. It kind of sucks. But, like, my my feelings are, I don't care if it sounds crazy. For me, I care about the things I care about. Like, to me, Yankee Stadium being torn down, it should have been a national monument no, in America. No, I, I agree with you completely. And do I think, like, I don't think they should tear down Notre Dame Cathedral or any other historical landmark. Right. But if Yankee Stadium burned to the ground, do I think fans should donate to it? No. Why can't the fucking Catholic Church, the Vatican... Which literally sits in gold robes yep. and they protect pedophiles. And, and, pay for this church to get repaired. And, and they don't pay taxes. Anywhere they don't in the pay world. taxes anywhere in the world. Exactly. They they walk through on gold carriages and they can't pay to fix this fucking church. Yeah. Right. Get out of here. Yeah. It's tired dumb. of it. Um, there is some controversy around a show all of us like right now. Um, okay. The creators of it are being sued for plagiarism. Ooh. What's the show? What show do you think I'm going to say? It's a show we like. It's a Netflix original. It's a net. No, no, don't tell me it's true. What show? Are there are, are the dudes from Stranger Things getting sued? They're getting sued. Yes. Why? Um, they they absolutely plagiarized Stranger Things completely from a, a short film called Montauk. 
Um, and they the original working title of Montauk of uh, Stranger Things was the Montauk Trials. Really? Um, and they tried to get it dismissed, and the judge already said this is pretty clearly plagiarism. So they're most likely gonna have to pay out the. I don't care. Like I I I honestly don't care because I'm not watching. I I even if they say yeah yeah we stole the idea. Wow, you look great. <sighs> um. If they even said they came out and said, "Yeah, we stole the idea and we turned it into Stranger Things." Okay, do I want to watch Stranger Things or a six-minute movie that is a condensed Stranger Things? I would rather watch Stranger Things. Exactly. Stranger Things also so, is great. Is it going to ruin my feelings on the movie on no, the show at all? At all? No. Nope. Is this going to hurt these guys going forward? For sure. Absolutely. For example, the the Wachowski people. Uh, I don't know what to call them anymore. The siblings? Is that what they go by now, Josh? The Wachowski siblings? No, the Wachowski brothers. No, they're not. They're, they're both women now. You didn't know that? No. This the first one. One of them transitioned like three, oh, four years ago. Good for them. And then the other one was like a year later. Like you know what? Me I want. I want to be sisters. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then so now they're the Wachowski siblings. I, I, I had no idea. So um, they got sued for the Matrix. They stole the idea of the Matrix from, from... Uh, an author that wrote a book, and uh, they never. The truth of the matter is, what was the book? I don't remember the name of okay, it. It wasn't. It was, but it was. It was basically the Matrix. They lost. Um, they haven't really ever recovered. What's the last good movie the Wachowskis did that they directed? Uh, They've produced some good ones. V for Vendetta, Swordfish, super underrated. Swordfish. Um, rules. But they also did like Speed Racer. The and one that, with the Emil Hirsch. Yeah, and, the, and that one with uh, Channing Jupiter. Ascent, oh, Jupiter was a cluster. Yeah, cluster. That, that looked. Of a movie. I didn't. I watched maybe twenty minutes of it, and I said I couldn't couldn't keep Dude, watching. As this. as confusing an, as Annihilation was, Jupiter Ascending was next level. Yeah, you had no it, idea what it was. Probably happening. wasn't any good. No, not um, really. So yeah, the Stranger Things uh, creators are getting sued for plagiarism, and they're probably going to lose. And Netflix will just pay out the ass to get it fixed because it's not. It's what is it? It's their highest rated show, right? Yeah, now? it's like why wouldn't they just say yeah, whatever? People, I don't think anyone's going to give a shit. Because if they did, it would be a bigger story. You didn't even hear about it until I just told you. Yep. Um, I'm just. I'm ready for Stranger Things season three. That's what July fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some other Netflix news. Uh, Netflix announced that Mike Myers is getting his own series, The Mike Myers. Oh, okay. um, and I it's. Thought, gonna, I thought you meant the series. He's going to be playing six different characters, and the the rumors are he's probably going to bring back some old ones. Oh, so he's so so, he, so they're giving him a Netflix series where he's basically being Norbit. That was Eddie Murphy. No, I'm just saying yeah. where Eddie Murphy played Kinda, every character. But or he's doing Austin Powers where he played Wayne. every character. Oh god. Wayne and Garth. Yo. Like um there's some other characters. Bring Dana Curry back, dude. Yeah, I, that well they they aren't on good terms really. I know they I know, did the yeah, SNL yeah. thing, but Dana Carvey, uh Mike Myers stole a lot of ideas from him. He pretty much yeah. stole the idea of Austin Powers from Dana Carvey. Yeah. Um but Mike Myers is super funny and talented and his career's like Hilarious. his career's gone nowhere since he did that Love Guru movie. The Love Guru was bad. Uh he had, and honestly, I love the well, first two Austin Powers. I don't I don't respect anyone that says Goldmember was good. I'm well, sorry it's not. Goldmember was the first one I saw and I liked it, but then when I saw the other two, Goldmember yeah, dude, what, the, didn't fir- the first Austin Powers is the best one. It's not even close. I, first, I, I, I will say, like, like the Dutch, like the actual gold member, he's a little funny, but that's about he, it. There's, listen, gold member has funny parts, but yeah. as a movie as a whole, it's inferior because all it is, it's it's one giant cameo for yeah. one from the first scene to the last. It's just cameo after cameo after yeah. cameo. Um, and then they recycle jokes from the second one. Yeah. The first one is so brilliant, like little things in it. When he's walking through the, the casino and he points to a guy, he goes, hey, there you are. Do I know you? No, but you're there. <laughs> and he walks into the bathroom and there's the blind guy giving out like towels and he's looking for someone and Austin doesn't realize he's blind. He goes, you didn't happen to see 
anything at all. <laughs> dude, There's the first one, and the second one's funny. It's more slapstick. Dude, the second I, one. I, I love when he gets the the cart stuck in the hallway, and he's trying to back. He's trying to K turn it. Yeah, and he just can't. Oh, do it. It, 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 he's, it looks like he might get it, and then it cuts the scene, and it comes back, and he's, and just he's going, completely stuck. Every going time back I'm, and forth. I'm like doing like a weird like backing up. First thing, up. I, first think thing of, I always think of. Dude. There's so many. What do you do when he's pumping the shoes in the first? <laughs> when he puts the CD on the record dude. player. Yeah, the first Austin Michael Powers Myers is very funny. Yeah, man. it's it really just. Is. I mean, Wayne's World one and two are so good he was great his little part in people glorious don't like Wayne's World 2 pissed me off Wayne's World 2 would, dude it's it's definitely goofier than the first one yeah <laughs> old man fashioning a kayak out of a log <laughs> <laughs> when the guy's telling the story it's Taylor like, yeah it's like in Ozzy Osbourne wouldn't have any brown M&M's yeah. so we broke into a pet store for a flamingo <laughs> I, I had to kill them with my bare hands <laughs> yeah. oh with his own shoes yeah, with his own shoes yeah <laughs> dude <laughs> one day I was just texting you quotes <laughs> yeah. did I ever tell you at the time I was texting uh I texted a bunch of people that I just, do you, are you familiar with the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? <laughs> <laughs> so I was copying and pasting just the quote and I was doing it to a bunch of random people and then I did it to my mom and she calls me freaking out because she thought I was writing her a suicide note. Oh my God. <laughs> dude, I'm like, where did you get that from? Dude, my, my, what Mike Myers is good at too is like really telling stories. Like in the Chris Farley documentary. He has, yeah, he has, oh, he's a great storyteller. He, he told this hilarious story about Chris Farley where he was like, he was writing a sketch I feel it was it was it was something about like Germans where like we had to wear like leader hose mm-hmm. and talking a German accent. Yeah. And Chris walks up to him and is like, Michael, Michael, can can I be in your skit? <laughs> it's like I, I don't know, Chris. Can you do a German accent? And you know, he, Chris just goes, No, no, I can't. I, and he just sits in the back <laughs> in leader hose and trying to talk in a German accent. And he can't do it. <laughs> well, it, and so I'm glad you actually said uh, Mike because Mike Myers is a great storyteller. Amazing We've seen him in interviews. Um. I like to consider myself, I think when I'm telling a story, I'm very good at giving the right amount of details and building it up to the punchline. Yep. But we all have friends that are very bad storytellers, where they're giving us details we don't need. I'm not going to say names, but you guys have an idea. I can think of a couple, not just one. I'll gladly raise my hand. I, I've, been, I've been guilty of that plenty of yeah. times. Well, your biggest problem with storytelling is I'm telling a story, even on the show, where it involves both of us. Like, I start telling you, like, yeah, and then this happened. Oh, I, I just go like, right to literally, it. Literally, you just run right through the red light. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> like, you see the yellow light, and instead of slowing down, you speed up, and then yep. you get T-boned. You yeah, T-boned well, my fucking joke. Um, sorry. But the people that tell stories... that. The biggest problem with story, that's not as bad as people that give you the minute details you don't need. The car they were in. Yeah, right. The, the clothes, what time they woke up. Like, why they were there rather than here that day. It doesn't matter. Like, it, it, I understand. It's like, basically, if I need to go to my shed over there, right? What's the quickest way to go? Just straight, straight right? Yeah. Okay. But if I decide to walk around the house, get the mail, do this, this, and that, you don't do you need, need to tell it, us. But do, so then let's say, like, so I went to my shed. Before I went to my shed, I decided to walk to the front. Um, I realized my shoe was untied, so I tied my shoe. And then I went to get the mail, and I didn't, instead of leaving the mail outside because it was windy, I brought it inside. Okay, when did you get to the shed? Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. All right, then I got to the shed, and I took out my lawnmower. I could have cool. cut out all that. Yep. How many people do you know in your life? That give you, like, you hear, they start telling a story, and you just go, fuck. Yeah, you're stuck. <laughs> like, fuck. Yeah, you're stuck. Like, they you're get, they, they're telling me the time of day it was, what the weather was like, what they had for breakfast, how their bowel movement my, was. Dude, my, I my, don't care. My favorite thing when people tell stories like that, they're like, you know, it was like last week. Oh, wait, was it last week? Was well, it, like it was more, before? it was actually like five days ago, ago. Yeah, right, And, right. Um, you know, I woke up around 11. Eh, maybe it was noon. Yeah, right. And I got dressed. That's and I, I realized my clothes were still in the dryer, so I had to unwrinkle them. And then I realized that I, um, it was raining outside. And so I, then, I, I had to get my then coat, I got to, but then my, my coat was at the dry cleaner, and now I had to use my umbrella, but my umbrella was broken. Why, Guys, <laughs> if you want to tell a story, 
Shut up. <laughs> that's <laughs> the best advice you can that, give anyone. That's all I could up. think of is just like, we don't need all the details. Like, every little detail, you're painting a picture that could be a stick figure. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. It, you, you, if it's like a very complex story, that's one thing. And instead I understand. Of, instead of painting a picture, you're, see, you're doing a crayon. I like to give myself credit thinking I could tell a good story in several different ways while giving the right amount of details. Yeah, right. I'm trying to think of one I could tell right now, just for example, that is a little more complex. Um, okay, here's one. So, in. Um, uh, the year after we graduated high school, I remember this was the day after Barack Obama won the 2008 election. Right. Josh and I were asked to um, volunteer on our sister's field trip to the Museum of Natural History. So Josh and I decided, they, they said, bring your own lunch. And we were like, let's go to the store. And we decided to buy Dunkaroos and Gushers and juice boxes. Snacks. <laughs> and then we go on the field trip and the kids are asking for some of them. We said no. We, no. we ate like three boxes of Dunkaroos and Gushers to ourselves. Awesome. And then we almost lost one of the kids. <laughs> like literally, I just saw the girl that we lost. She works at Mario's Deli over here. And I was like, remember when we almost lost you? She's like, yeah. <laughs> so let me now tell that story with the details you don't need. Please, 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 please. So um, in 2008, uh, I guess it was, no, it was 2007 because Obama, the election was in 2007. Yeah, and right. then he was inaugurated in 2008. Um, and Josh and I graduated in 2007. Uh, we decided to volunteer for our sister's field trips. Our sisters were in sixth grade. Uh, my sister's name is uh, Elena. His sister's name is Lexi. Um, and it was the Museum of Natural History. And if you don't know about the Museum of Natural History, it's in New York. Yeah. So, you know, wow, we, we know knew that. that it was going to be a long day. Um, so the night before, Josh texted me. He texted me maybe around 7 o'clock. And he said, hey, should we get food you're, for the you're trip? You're giving me so much anxiety right and, now. Uh, so then we went to ShopRite and uh, they rearranged shop right so we didn't know where some of the things were and then we bought dunkaroos i think like maybe three box josh was it three or four box maybe it was like four boxes of dunkaroos um and then we got gushers and we got juice boxes might have been sips or capri sun um so then the field trip was the next day josh picked me up we went to the school um we were on the bus and we actually josh and i didn't sit in the direct back of the bus but we were like second to last and um it was actually an overcast day so it wasn't very comfortable and i was wearing a a gray sweater josh was wearing a falcons jersey i think um so uh, have i gotten to the point of the story yet my head hurts. Yeah, so we all know people tell stories Legit, like that. Where, my head hurts. Yeah, so guys, if you tell stories like this where you're giving us details we don't need, shut up. Just don't <laughs> tell the story. Text it to me. Because texting... It, it, people that are bad storytellers can tell a good story via text, but not via articulating it. Yeah, right. It's kind of funny how that works. So what you should do first, if you want to tell a story... This is what I'm going to say to these people that are bad storytellers from now on in a group setting. Hold that thought. Text it and then read the text out. Yeah, I right. don't need all your details. Yeah, right. Shut the fuck up. So, uh, so real quick. So, uh, what was it? The Masters not too long ago? Yes. Tiger Woods won his first Masters since 2005. So, I saw an interesting meme, Josh, and I think you'll love this one. So, someone tweeted, <laughs> someone, someone tweeted out this meme of Tiger Woods, and it goes, finally, someone wearing red and black won a championship in Georgia. So, I figured I just, I just wanted to share that with you. Wait. Are you implying the Falcons haven't won a Super Bowl? Yeah. I don't, I don't think they have. What happened the last time they were in the Super Bowl? I think they blew, I think the historically big lead, something like that. What was the score? I think it was 28 to 3 at half. What was the final score? Uh, 34. 428. By the way, Kid Shamrock, most dangerous man in the world, my ass. <laughs> <laughs> that was too perfect. Dude, um, stone Cold sound bites are the absolute so best. I saw this thing someone posted the other day. Um, what if scenarios in sports movies? 
Like, what if something else happened? Like, what if Apollo Creed lived? Or like, or like, what if like Permian won the game? Yeah, exactly. What if uh, in the League of Their Own that uh, the main woman won, not her sister? Like things like that. What if what if the Titans what won if the title? Jackie Robinson got called up to the uh, to the majors and he sucked? What, what, <laughs> uh, what if Gary Bertier never got into a car accident? Exactly. What if the the Ducks lost the shootout in the, the Mighty Ducks? What if Gordon Bombay never busted his knee? What if Airbud was kidnapped by Michael Vick? <laughs> 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 like, what if what if Airbud was just a regular dog? Yeah, what if Airbud was a Chihuahua? <laughs> he can't make a foul shot. It's like Shaq shooting free throws. <laughs> what, if, what what if what if the MVP and Airbud switched? <laughs> what if they did a crossover? What if the Bernie most... Ma- what if Bernie Mac retired with three thousand hits? <laughs> <laughs> there's so many good ways you could go with this. <laughs> like there's so many sports oh. movies that you could do this. Oh, what if? God. In Bull Durham, <laughs> Kevin Costner was was uh, or no, Kevin Costner stole what's her name from Tim <laughs> Robbins, and he doesn't get called up to the majors. Yo, what what if he built it and they didn't come? <laughs> <laughs> what if they came and he said, "I'm not building it." <laughs> What if in rookie of the year he gets molested by the pitching coach? Oh my god! Wait, what? It's a whole controversy. Molested rookie of the year. Yo, what? Uh, what would happen if that last pitch after he after he didn't have the pitching power anymore? He bombs the home run. <laughs> What's the guy's name? Again? I forget. Potato. Dude, he plays for the Mets <laughs> too. Oh my god! John Candy. Yeah, like <sighs> there's so many good ones you could go with. <laughs> what if he built it and they didn't? <laughs> if they came and he said, "I'm not building it." <laughs> what if it turned out he was really out of his mind and he was like, "What?" <laughs> Here, here's one. What if when they took uh, Michael Jordan through the hole in Space Jam, they weren't aware that it kills humans <laughs> and he comes out dead? He's like outsides are, or insides are on the outside. <laughs> what? What? What if Michael Jordan didn't? make the last dunk to win the game. <laughs> yeah, what would happen to the Toon Squad? What if, what if he couldn't stretch his arms out and he just face-planted? <laughs> yeah, like Marcelo Zuna's catch. Boom. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, dude, I was laughing so hard thinking about some of these. I'm like, I'm trying to think of more sports movies now because there's a yeah, million I'm, you can go with. I'm really trying what to think. What if in Invincible he wasn't Invincible? <laughs> he didn't, doesn't make the team and it's just about his life becoming a gangbanger. What, 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 what if in Invincible he went from a prolific football player to being just a, a run-of-the-mill bartender what instead if, of going the other way? What if remember the titans that it wasn't about race and that denzel's character was actually an asshole oh that's true <laughs> that's actually what happened yeah that's true <laughs> people that i remember when i told you that you were like what man that bummed me out I, and i said to you i was like, I don't get, I was like don't get, you can still love the movie like, don't get bummed Wait. it's it's any re- movie based on a true story it's based on a true idea <laughs> not a true story <laughs> what if, uh, 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 what if ryan gosling never got taken out <laughs> yeah exactly um what's another good one? what if in hardball Keanu got off probation and said, "Fuck these kids." <laughs> what if What if Shane Falco never threw that game? What, what? Yeah, exactly. No, he didn't throw the game. They said no, that he threw the game. He shaped point. No, uh, maybe I'm. Maybe I'm th- no, maybe I, maybe I'm thinking of Yeah, Shane Falco just had a, a bad game in the the Sugar Bowl. He had a terrible Sugar Bowl game, so he didn't get drafted in the replacement. Are you sure he didn't throw that? I'm, I'm sure he didn't throw it. No, he did not throw. Hundred percent thinking of the longest yard. Well, that I know. What if he didn't shave the points? Yeah, right. Oh, well, in the longest yard. Yeah. What? what <laughs> Are you talking about the original longest yard or the remake? Well, the original longest yard, but also by the also, remake was actually a good remake. I well, will say. Also, what? What about in the remake if the guy actually shoots Paul Crew at the end of the movie? <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. Like the Th- movie just ends on, a, ends on a dark note. It's actually Courtney Cox shooting him. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> she was his wife in the beginning. No, what can no, I say? No, you're right. I don't know. Um, okay, so this week we got uh, Endgame coming out. 
Cool. Um, why don't we uh, pull, talk about our, our uh, rankings a little bit first? Uh, yeah, Taylor, please. yours and I were pretty close. Yeah. Um, I, we I, both had the number one, which was Winter Soldier. I also wanted to go on record and say, like, I didn't look at anyone else's. Like, that's honestly what I think. And it's just you and I are very much the same yeah, in that correct. regard. When I read Josh's, I was like, okay. Yeah, it, you have. Good. I'm sorry. You have Iron Man 3 way too high. No, I, no. Yes, you do. Well, okay, so I don't, well, know, let's, I don't know anybody aside from the two of you that hate it. I know a lot of people. It made that don't a billion like fucking dollars. Well, so, Every okay. Marvel movie makes a billion so, dollars. No, they so, do not. Sorry, eight hundred million, five hundred million. None of the fucking solo movies do. Of course, of course, but dude, it doesn't mean a lot of movies make a billion dollars. Fifty Shades Darker think, makes a billion dollars. I don't. Th- okay, Twilight let, makes a billion dollars. Let, 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 let me let me go on record and say when I read yours and I read yours and I and I thought of it myself. Right, let, let's, Josh let's brings up hours, Josh, and then I'm gonna pull up another one sure. totally well, unrelated Josh brings up like. a very good point in his ranking for Iron Man 3 because he is right when I think about it it is Tony like it is probably the most I mentally the, taxing I think the themes are explored well yes. I think the director does a terrible job of telling it no I I, I agree with you I also think they, that director sucks Shane Black is a terrible dude, director they wasted Mickey Rourke in that they, movie well, that the second been, one the second one you're talking uh, about I, I apologize yeah. the third one Yeah, the one with Guy Pierce is the one dude, I'm talking about he, yeah, Iron Man's right. not Iron Man and Pepper Pot saving the day is a fucking joke it's I, a fucking joke I, I like the villain. I like Guy Pierce. I like Guy Pierce. I, I like Guy Pierce in it. A lot. I thought Guy Pierce was good. I thought Ben Kingsley was good, even though they ruined the character. Yeah. The themes I think are smart. I think it's a clusterfuck. Uh, it's a terribly directed movie. The, the, I, if you watch this movie and tell me it's well made, you don't know what you're watching. What pisses me off the most about it is because the Mandarin is such a big villain, and they just it's like taking the Joker it. and turning into thing. a clown. Okay, fair. Now, this what, what website is this? This is IMDb ranked by IMDb users. So okay, regular go people go voting ahead. and ranking. So twenty. We have the Incredible Hulk. Yes, fair. I think this is before Captain uh, Marvel. They have okay. Oh, okay. You, this is wrong. This yeah, is yeah. Okay, wrong. please <laughs> show me where they have Iron Man three. If you want to put this on here, the first Avengers nineteen. Okay, Thor: Dark World's fine. Iron, Iron Man, Man two, two. Thor. Iron oh, Man 3. fifteen. Is that, is Thank you. Bottom. Yeah, it's at the bottom. It's Ant-Man's near the bottom. At the bottom. And that's to be a little higher. Ant Man and the Wasp, but it's it's good. Spider Man should be higher. No, that really shouldn't be higher. No, no, no. I, I apologize. I'm talking about Spider Man should be above Doctor Strange. Uh yeah, I agree with that. When I I I think it's head over heels. Winter Soldier is the best. Winter one. Soldier is the most complete Marvel movie for sure. I, I, what do I, they have at number one? Infinity. Okay, I could deal with Infinity yeah. War one. Okay, so that one had Iron Man three in the bottom half, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, Again, I will watch. 15, I will watch I Iron Man three if it's on. It's just I think the themes are way out of the director's realm of mm-hmm. being able to direct. He can't. He wasn't telling the story well. The editing was terrible. See, the Dark World isn't the okay. Worst Age one, of Ultron's twenty um, on this list. Incredible. Uh, Esquire, by the way. Who is this? Esquire. Oh, cool. So, okay, so I wanted to ask because I got a little confused with the the Hulk movies. Mm-hmm. So the one the one I wrote about was the Ed Norton. Yeah, one, correct. Right. Yeah. We weren't talking about no, the not other the Eric shit Banner one. No, has nothing no, to do no. with it. Okay. Okay, that's okay. what I was making sure. Iron Man 2, 17. Uh, Ant-Man. Ant-Man. It's a, Ant-Man is like a perfect movie. It's a perfect, like, silly comedy, like, mm-hmm. in-between movie. The Iron first Man event, 3, 14. What, what annoys me is that Iron Man 3 is ranked higher than the first Avenger. I think it's a 10 times Absolutely. better movie, even though it's very bubblegum. I think Iron Man 3, the first time I saw Iron Man 3, I liked it. Yeah. But it was multiple viewings that I picked up on how poorly edited it is. The scenes, they cut so fucking much. Yeah. And it just, the themes were over the reach of the director. Yeah, right. And to not have Iron Man as Iron Man, I know you're trying to introduce these new concepts, like the suits flying on their own, but then Pepper Pot saves the day. By the way, which they ignore in every movie thereafter. Yeah, pretty much. Completely ignore because... Well, the... the, the the idea for the Iron Legion was a great idea. It's, I, again, I think the ideas sense. were good in the movie. Now, now here's okay. Stop right here. Go up a little bit. Right to number five. Okay, Captain America: Civil War. Th- this is 
now uh, Josh wrote about it, and I, it, Civil War in the MCU during this particular time frame is one of the most sought after and beloved storylines in all of comic books. Yeah, and. I agree that it's like you you can't do too much with the Civil War because if you really do the Civil War correctly, where did, correctly, each, where did each of us have Civil War ranked, Josh? Where did each of us have Civil so, Civil War ranked on ours? It's it's really Avengers two point five to yeah, me. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, is this mine or is this no? That's this not is mine. Taylor's. Yeah, this is, this is mine? yours. Taylor's. Taylor, you had it at eleven. At eleven. Okay, Josh had it at. 14. 14. I think mine was like fourteen to fifteen, maybe a little higher. I just rewatched a lot of these. Yeah, mine was higher. I, and what's funny with Civil Wars? Yeah, twelve. I didn't love it the first time I saw. It. I like it more, a little bit more now. Um, I think that again, it lacked a central villain that had a purpose beyond revenge, which is my biggest complaint. Like when I, I just rewatched Spider Man Homecoming, and Michael Keaton's villain awesome. was perfect. Vultures it, and the, the element they added in with it being the daughter, the father of the girl he's dating. Yo, was that perfect. whole scene when he, he's driving them to prom or like the dance or whatever, yeah. and he has a gun on the seat when it's his great. daughter leaves, is so much anxiety there. Right after he loses the suit dude, as well, he's a sixteen-year-old kid. Like, yep. like now it's real. You know what so, I mean? Let's compare our top five. So go to my top five first. Yeah. Um, and let's just see what the difference is. So, um, so my number one is uh, Civil War, or uh, not Civil, Civil War. War. Uh, no, it's uh, uh, Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Number two is Infinity War. Number three, the first Iron Man. Uh, number four, Ragnarok. And number five, the Avengers. Okay. Mm -hmm. Josh's um, number see. one is it went way too far. Infinity War, Iron Man, Avengers, Ragnarok, Black Panther, um, and Taylor's uh, Civil War, Ragnarok. No, uh, Winter Soldier, Ragnarok. Winter Soldier. Why do I keep saying Civil War? God yeah, damn it, because we're just talking about Guardians of the Galaxy at three, uh, Infinity War at four, and Iron Man at five. So we're in agreement on a lot of these swapping out. I I, I think Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, is, I so, just, is so I just perfect. watched it again the other night, too. Dude, I agree. It's such a perfect movie. Like, I agree. And, and it hits so hard because... You're coming from characters that no one really knew. Unless oh, yeah. you're a and, hardcore and you Marvel made them, fan. And you made you made the most the, beloved characters in the MCU. Groot, Star Lord. Dude, Chris Pratt didn't become the megastar he was no, until, not he until Guardians. And um no, and Batista, that was really one of his first like shining roles. Dude, and like I said, dude, like he was It's Vin Diesel's best acting of his career. Yeah, I am not Groot. even close. <laughs> yeah, but did you ever see you ever see the behind the scenes of him? He's in the booth yeah, saying I am Groot. I'm he has like, stupid pit bull glasses on. Yeah. Like I can't I, stand I, it. I, there's very few actors. What do you need glasses on in a booth? There's for, very few few directors I are Bradley actors. Cooper is amazing great Rocket. voice there's very few actors I dislike more than Vin Diesel <laughs> he is a horrendously bad actor the only time he was good was the very first Fast and Furious movie he, that's it I'm in your face the no Riddick he wasn't movies are okay which one the Riddick movies the first okay, Riddick okay. is okay Riddick's no, not the terrible the first Riddick is alright but the Pitch first, Black is pretty good the yeah. first Triple X movie is, oh, those are horrible. Is, is a comedy movie and that's it welcome to the Xander Zone get the fuck out of here <laughs> he, he dude, Xander so Cage Triple X State of the Union with Ice Cube. Ice, Ice Cube. Cube. Yeah, right. I remember when they were trying to make Vin Diesel a thing. He had this movie that they came out that was so supposed hard. to be like a, a retelling of the Punisher. Almost was called A Man Apart. Yeah, right. It was. Oh, I thought you were going to say the Pacifier. I thought he was going to say it too. Remember the stupid duck? Vin Diesel's terrible. I can't. I can't. He's one of those actors. I can't watch anything he's in because he is so bad. The, like I said, the first Fast and Furious movie is the best he's ever going to get. Honestly. So, what, do we have any actual predictions for Endgame? What we think is going to happen? Okay. So, just from a contractual standpoint, I think there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Captain America is going to die. I think Captain America dies. That's going to happen. Tony is going to live. I think Black Widow is going to live. I think. Well, yeah, they're making a Black Widow movie, which could mean anything, obviously. Right. But, but I, what I'm saying is, and I think you're going to get the because like all the new. They were uh, they came out with like at towards the end of phase three like these yeah. newer movies like 
Black Panther. Thor is the best he's ever been. Thor's not going anywhere. Yeah, I don't think Thor is going. I could, see, I could see them killing off Tony Stark. I could see it happening. I could too. But kill I Pepper think, Potts. I'm done with Glenn, <laughs> Glenn Paltrow and her fucking kid named Apple. Um, I, I really think. Um, I think Loki's gone for good. Even even when I think was going to happen. Mm. I don't know. I, I think he is. Mm. Um, I, uh, I I also, think Idris Elba's dead for sure. Well, well, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. But he's pretty vocal about like I wish I never fucking took the role. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, I got to keep coming back. <laughs> but it's one of those things where I. I I really think like the, the Guardians are going to be around just because they announced another movie. Yeah, I really wish Marvel didn't do that. They would wait till after Endgame. Well, I mean, that. they have to. We already know Spider Man's happening coming out in July, and that bummed me out because it took a lot. Of, it took away the uh, the aura of of Spider Man wasting. I, away I agree. Arms. I think. I just think it's really hard because. The, to not talk about a movie coming out because that's how you build hype. Yeah, you know right. what I mean. I mean, it, it, but the thing is, I like it's one of those things where if they if they announced it like literally, well, it also I've, even if they didn't announce it, it was going to leak out because people look at set they photos, they do. find stuff. Yeah. I mean, well, I remember when they were filming the Endgame. first time they were filming the new Spider Man. Jake Gyllenhaal was spotted on set instantly, yeah. so they knew who he was. Which in has got to be mysterious. And the fact yeah. that the movie comes cool. out so so soon after July. Endgame, that's what makes it really hard. Like you can yeah, talk right. about Black Panther two all you want, it hasn't been announced. You can talk about Guardians. Galaxy 3 all you want. The original comic book Guardians of the Galaxy were introduced in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, so yeah, you right. don't necessarily know well, yeah, I, that uh, means for the lineup. Well, what a lot of people, again, if you if you delve real deep in the Guardians, this team of Guardians isn't the original Guardians. No. They paid homage uh, to the original Guardians at the in the end credits of the second movie, right before they showed Adam Warlock. Correct. So, with like... Uh, well, they're uh, making an Adam Warlock movie. Well, um, no, Adam Warlock's supposed to be the, the, the next villain, I'm pretty sure. I... I, I don't know if it's the next villain, but uh, Josh, type in Adam Warlock. And maybe. Adam Warlock's a big deal in the MCU. I, I swore I read something that may, maybe it was just someone was cast to play him. Um, More than likely, yeah. Let's see. I just uh, let's see Adam Warlock. Uh, now, see here. Here's the thing with this with this MCU stuff. Like, I guess not. Maybe I'm, I read something else. I'm very much like. I'm not opposed to after Endgame stopping. Yeah, right. No, like I, I know I'm not yeah, opposed to it either. But there, there's, but I, I'm saying like there's a less than zero percent chance of that. Well, especially because like if they were to say stop, like Guardians of the Galaxy, I would probably stop there. Yeah. Like if they weren't making another one, because that's that's the one franchise within the MCU itself that I very much am uh, invested in. They're my favorite characters, really. And and like it's, I think it's no secret because again, Civil War storyline, Captain America dies, mm. yeah. right? Yeah, and it's it's also no secret. Chris Evans has been. This is going to be my last movie. This is the end of my contract. He signed a ten, well, 10 movie contract. I know from blah, what blah, blah, from blah. what the directors of uh, Endgame said is that the two movies you should watch if you're gonna before this movie to know the the storylines and plot points that are going to be dove into are Infinity War, obviously. Yep. And Civil War. Civil War. So Civil War, I actually kind of a bigger role. I kind of respect that they're not closing the chapter, the book on Civil War, um, and it's it's encompassing multiple movies because, as you said, Captain America died. You can't do the Civil War storyline without Captain America dying. Yep. I remember when you said uh, Captain America's dying in Civil War when it was coming out. I'm like, they're not going to kill Captain America. I did yet. say that. And I was yeah. like, dude, I know it's what's I was in the also, comics. Dude, They've I was divulged the from comics the comics. The They've divulged from the comics from the beginning. Ant Man's the original Avenger for Christ's sake. Yeah, he like, is. Hey, well, Hank Pym was like yeah, exactly he was the founder of the. Avengers, I'm pretty sure. Exactly. And uh, like I said, I, I, I think I want to. I'm very interested to see what happens with Ant Man in this movie because, like I said, at the end of Ant Man and the Wasp, you know, Hank's gone. Uh, whatever the hell her name is is gone. The Wasp. Yeah. Um, 
I, I just want and I want to, what's up with all these memes saying that they're going to shove Ant-Man up Thanos's ass? Like what's going on with that? I've seen those memes a lot. I don't know, but I got a boner. <laughs> <laughs> like I I've, I've literally seen that a bunch of times so I'm trying to figure out I mean, what the hell Ant-Man about. could in theory go up your ass. Well, I mean, yeah, he's small. That would be cool. I mean, I guess. He, I would go up th- Oh man, send Ant-Man up Thanos's ass and then he gets huge. <laughs> he turns into That's the way you do it. Giant man. Yeah, gi- yeah, giant Ant-Man <laughs> and Thanos just gets ripped apart. But like I I'm excited. I'm excited for finally I think from I'm gonna, 2008 I'm, till now. It's fine. I'm going to go see it Thursday night, I think. Um, I'm just not going to have time, but I'll try. I'm going to try to get it this weekend. Yeah. yeah that's, that's my you, best. Well, because I want to see it because that way we could talk about it next week on the show. Yeah, you absolutely need to. Well, you won't be here. No. Um, so it'll just be me and me you next you. week. Yeah, yeah right. we're out, Joshua. Um, so, yeah, I do. I hope you can see it before we record because I'm gonna. I'm definitely seeing it before we record. I'm going to try this weekend because sure, th- next weekend. This is the truth. If you don't see it the opening weekend, you're getting it spoiled for you by someone. I know it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And well, that's, ad- a, that's what Richie did. Richie tweeted out the whole well, thing. Richie's a cunt. Yeah, right. <laughs> Nothing I'm, is better than the ruin than what Bob did for the Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> oh my God, Joe Bob. He posted Facebook, a picture. He posted dude. a picture after the Dark Knight Rises, and it's a scene where Michael Caine, Michael Caine, Michael Caine. If you want to talk like Michael Caine, you say my cocaine. Yeah, Michael. my cocaine. Um, he posted a picture of uh, the grave of Bruce Wayne's as Michael Caine is crying, and uh, so it says the grave. Bruce Wayne. He goes, "The movie's over, and it was crazy, but Bruce Wayne's dead, and, and you're, you're all pissed." pissed. <laughs> I remember Joe Pa. I'm, that was Joe Palma. I have never seen a, th- a Facebook thread like that in a while. Like people legitimately pissed off at him. Like, Bottom yeah. heat, dude. Yo, yeah, he, he had, he had heel, heel heat, heel heat. Real, like I'm not, not, <laughs> not like Shawn Michaels in Montreal playing Bret Hart's music. That's, heat. that's actually you're you're segueing wonderfully today. Am I? Um, there is a new uh, Viceland series um, okay. called Dark Side of the Ring, and it's a documentary series Ooh. talking about the darker stories in professional wrestling. There's right. been three episodes so far. The first one Good. was about the yeah, it's great, it's great. The first episode was about um, the relationship between Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth. And um, Which, where uh, it started, how it ended, and what happened to Liz, what happened to Macho Man. A lot of stuff I knew already, but it's well, a little the, more in-depth about the ba- behind-the-scenes, like, real-life home stuff. Because they touch on a lot of it in the Macho Man documentary. Correct. This goes in deeper. Um, th- there's interviews with Eric Bischoff in it, uh, Jimmy Hart. You really know, Bischoff good. Bischoff pulls no punches. Bischoff's great. Like I He's love Bischoff. Because awesome. um, he actually had Lex Luger on his podcast a couple years ago yeah. talking about what happened to Liz, and he was very honest about it. Yeah. Um, so the next one they did, which to me was the best one, was about Bruiser Brody, and Bruiser Brody's getting murdered. Um, who was he was murdered by uh, Primo and Epico's father. Part of it, it was like an inside job, really? dude. It, Bruiser Brody was the shit. He was an insane hardcore wrestler, and he got stabbed in the locker room before an event, and the cops covered it up because it happened in Puerto Rico. Wow. Um, it is. It, it's really depressing to watch this one to how horrific it was, how it went down. He got murdered by another wrestler. Um, because he there was a couple different things going on. They're doing an episode on Dino Bravo, who was a okay. WWE wrestler in the uh, late 80s, early 90s, who was killed by the mafia because he was actually in the mafia. He shot 22 times in his home. Wow. Um, and then the last one they did, which it's something I've, I know everything there is to know about, was about the Montreal Screwjob. Uh, yeah. And what it, it's pretty amazing that all these years later that you could still have people that want to talk about the Montreal Screwjob. And there was a couple it's things. That epic, there's a couple things that I took away from it, knowing everything I know that I think I know. Earl Hebner, who was the ref, and Scott Hall had two very interesting comments. What did they say? They both believed that the whole thing was a work that Brett was in on it, 
and there's a couple of reasons. That wow, there all okay. the all the there was a lot of heat leading up to it about Brett wouldn't drop the belt to Sean. I yeah, did, right. I believe Vince McMahon did the right thing. Like, if he was refusing to drop the belt, you can't have your champion leave with the belt for your competition well, that's beating you. The whole thing is he didn't want to drop the belt in his hometown. He, he didn't want to drop. He didn't day. want to drop it to Sean at all. They talk. Brett talks about oh, it right because right. he said to Sean like when he was signed his contract with WCW, he shook his hand and he says, no matter if we disagree, um, I want you to know you're safe with me. I'll never hurt you. Um, nothing's gonna happen. And Sean replied, well, I could tell you I wouldn't do the same for you. And that's when Brett said, all right, he doesn't want to protect me. I'm not going to protect him. And he told Vince, I'm not dropping the belt to him no matter what. They were trying to come up with these scenarios. They got Jim Cornette on it. They got Vince Russo because they both take claim for it. I fully believe it was Cornette's idea to do the screw job. That seems more of a Cornette idea. He brought up um, a story from pro wrestling in Canada in 1931 about this champion that wouldn't drop the belt. And what happened was the challenger um, put him in his own finishing move, which started out with a headlock. And then he did the flip. And the challenger came up with a bite mark on his chest. And he told the ref and then the ref disqualified him and took the belt he had his manager bite him before the match right on the chest to leave bite marks that's how they screwed this guy over wow. so he su- and of course Vince Russo goes oh no it was my idea Vince because uh, Vince Russo is a cock sucker yeah, right. um, so uh, Earl Hebner who was obviously the ref in the Montreal Screwjob yeah. and uh, he, Scott Hall very good friends with Shawn Michaels part of the clique mm-hmm. Earl Hebner said "I if Brett was this adamant about not losing to Shawn Michaels why did he willingly let Shawn Michaels put him in his own finishing move and actually walk him through when Shawn was doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. And Scott Hall said, here's why I think it's a work. Yeah, the reason that you have to take Scott Hall with a grain of salt is because he is the biggest provocateur in the history of pro wrestling. He yeah, knows Because sure. now he says the stuff that he, I'm about to tell you, and he knows anything they talk about the Montreal Screwjob now, they're going to want to talk to him. He said, look at how it's done. He paints WCW with his fingers. He yep. draws it. Why would they keep the camera on him knowing that he's talking about the competition? Okay? Well, why would they why, show him freaking out? Why did they show him spitting on Vince? You're showing the boss of the company who controls all the television production actually getting spit on and then allowing him to trash all of it. Well, and, and Very the, interesting well, when you think about it from that and, end. And, and then the whole story and then like the footage released of after Brett punched him in the face and yeah, stuff Well, like that was that. for a Bret Hart documentary they were already well, filming. What, what that what was um, Wrestling like, with Shadows. Right. Yeah. But uh, um, Scott Hall says I've been watching wrestling my whole life I know it'll work when I see one I don't think it's a work I, I, I think at this point because I, I think Brett is way too proud to go that deep with it but his pride may also be proud that he's been able to work an angle for this long that was right. what 1999 the screw job no way, Ni- way no it was way earlier than that oh yeah yeah no, but- it's like 97 96 maybe even no no because 97 was uh, SummerSlam 97 was Bret Hart versus The Undertaker um, look up, type in Montreal Screwjob. It was 98-99. I think it was 98. Because, it, yeah, it was, it was um, uh, over or King of the Ring? 98, no, 97. Was it? Survivor it was late 97. Survivor Series 97, which was uh, a few months after SummerSlam. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. I think it's pretty interesting to have that angle. But Earl Hebner saying that, too. I, I think, well, the thing is with that, I mean, even though I'm not, like, as invested in wrestling, but I still know what I'm, like, what, what's going on. You would on. like, like the series. This Viceland series dude, is killer. Scott Hall, regardless of, like, you know, the, the, issue, the substance abuse issues, when it comes to wrestling, guy knows his shit. He's one of the most brilliant minds psychologically. So, when he says something like that, granted, he goes a little off the rails every well, once in a while, says some ridiculous shit. I, well, I, I kind the of I, I, there's a little bit well, of credibility. This there. is well, this is where his credibility to me takes a little bit of a hit okay. in this, this instance because he says, you know, I'm friends with Sean. We never talked about this. What? Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> you guys have talked about. Dude, you this. guys were best friends. You still like, are. You, you had a documentary you, made about how great friends you. You guys still were. are best friends. Like, like you guys are the clique gets together all the time. All like the time. you all got so, into du- you, like you're all on stage together yeah, at the Hall of Fame. Yeah, exactly. Like, so I I really wonder, but the fact that Earl Hebner, I didn't even think about that. Like Brett was so adamant about not losing and. Even says in the documentary, um, Brett's interviewed in it. Right. He says like, um, 
I, you know, I wasn't going to tap out to my own hold. And but he walked. Sean had to put him in the hold, and he actually said, like, I have to be careful any submissions because that's when they could screw me over. Right. Uh, but they had so it's Cornette, Russo, Bruce Pritchard, who was the um, vice president produ- producer. Um, that seems more of a Cornette idea. Than yeah, Vince I, I, Russo. Vince is, Russo is the guy who came up with a Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. Judy and Viagra on a pole match. Jesus. Um, Vince Russo. I I have to give him credit in some ways because he he's responsible for some great segments. Oh yeah, I for mean, sure. It's just I agree with the idea that there's some people that adamantly defend Vince Russo. I'm like he his Vince McMahon was his filter. He would throw a hundred ideas at Vince, and Vince would take ten of them and turn them into gold. Yep. He went to WCW and they said do whatever you want, and, and look, look what, what happened. happened. Exactly, exactly. But everyone you should definitely check out this Dark Side of the Ring series. It's free on Viceland.com to watch. Cool. But watch the Bruiser Brody one dude okay the bruiser brody one is incredible and it's not a story not a lot of american wrestling fans know about right. what happened to bruiser brody but yeah it's um the, the colognes uh, primo and epico's father right. was the one that was running this organization and t- um teddy atlas tony atlas was backstage when it happened and wow. saw like them having a meeting and then him following bruiser brody into the locker room and then it comes out with two eight inch gashes with his intestines falling out jesus fucking yeah it's, pre- it's pretty crazy you should That's check nuts, it out dude. um okay so why don't we get to some i don't have a lot more unless you had anything else we can get into some hot takes. No, get, last word. Last word. Last word. I keep fucking that up. That's fine. Uh, who's got the last word first? I know uh, Josh. You said you had something you wanted to talk about because we got called racist on Twitter. Did we? Oh, I got a bunch of DMs. I got three DMs from people calling us racist, and I asked. I it, it could have been bots. It could have been trolls. But I asked each person, "What did we do?" I, I legitimately don't know. And you know I would fucking say like, yeah, "Hey, right. if you think that's racist, that's your problem." I don't know what we did. So Josh. You lead off. Um, I disagree with the Yankees pulling Kate Smith's rendition of God Bless America. Okay. Uh, so if you want to talk been good about... when we were talking about it, but I'm glad you saved it. I don't know, because I wanted to save it for this. Okay. Um, hey, you know who's a racist? Or, I'm sorry, was a racist? Babe fucking Ruth. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know who else was a Ty racist? Ty Cobb. Yeah. That uh, <laughs> wasn't where I was going. No, I, I said, <laughs> yeah. who else? George Steinbrenner? <laughs> oh, probably. M- Mickey Mantle? Yeah. Joe Mickey DiMaggio? Mantle. Joe DiMaggio. Uh, Lou Gehrig, all these Joe DiMaggio, guys. huge cock. What? He has a huge. He had a huge cock. Yes. Has I don't know about it anymore. He's <laughs> playing the Curb Your Enthusiasm music. <laughs> um, so go on. Yeah, I mean, all those old school Yankees were for so sure. If you look at uh, if you if you read a lot of the news stories, you know it said that this uh, this song was. Uh, supposed to be satire. It was written, produced, and recorded by a black guy. It's supposed to be sa- I I know. I get what you're saying. It's supposed to be satire. It's called That's Why Darkies Are Born. That's a little thick on the satire. Yeah, yeah. a little thick. But listen, I'm not saying that I uh, I would ever listen to, to that song or I agree with the, that song ever being yeah, recorded. Sure. But it's something that happened so far in the past. Where there was no accountability. There was no like filter on those kind of things. It yeah. was just normal behavior. So I, I, I think it's very hard to judge people for things that happened in the 30s and 40s unless they were straight up lynching people and yeah. burning crosses. It's a little different. When it comes to viewpoints, that's how people were raised. Not that it makes it right, um, but it also makes it understandable why there are people that hold very similar views in 2019 because it's not that long ago when you look at it. Yeah. But I, I agree in, in principle there, but go on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think if you look at the song and why they played it, um, you know, as a tribute to uh, all the fallen from September 11th. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, it happened in New York. Yeah. You know, it's 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 Ground Zero's 15 minutes away. Yeah. You know, it, it's something that remains deep in the hearts and minds of all the people that live in and around the city. All in the America in general, team. but even more so you know, the in the first episode. game that was played after September 11th was at Yankee Stadium. President Bush came out and dude, that's am a, I wrong? Chase Stadium. No, no, that 
Shea yeah, Stadium. Mike Shea Piazza Stadium. hit the home run. Was the first game played Dude. in New York after nine right. eleven. That was well, one of the still. craziest things ever. Bush didn't throw out the first pitch. Cause that was for the World Series. And up. what happened in that World Series? I don't remember, dude. The Diamondbacks walk Shh. off on Mariano. I do remember. Quiet, <laughs> Quiet down. Listen, that's not the point. God bless America. The point is... <laughs> Fuck you, Dan. <laughs> I think that's the My point. My home sweet home. All right, Susie, calm down. Susie? Okay. There it is. Um, I... I disagree. You know what? If it was my decision, I'd probably keep it. Um, but if I was, if it was my decision, and I'm running a billion dollar empire, I pull it yeah, because I, of the I'd backlash. You That's don't just, really have a choice there. I, I also just don't want to deal with the nonsense because, like, it's, I don't want to deal with the backlash of people complaining that we're keeping a racist song, ex- exactly, quote unquote racist song. Yeah, right. Um, you know, it, back then people didn't really write their own music. They were giving them album to record. I mean, it's not like Marge Shot. Did you know who Marge Shot is? No. Marge Shot used to own the Cincinnati Reds back okay. with the the big red machine and shit. And um, she was a, considered widely considered the worst owner in professional sports history. She makes James Dolan look like George Steinbrenner. Um, she once said in an interview, and she got suspended for the year as an owner of a team. Hitler was good in the beginning, but then I he went too this. far. No, now he's she said, would yeah. she would bring her dogs on the field before games and just let him shit on the field. <laughs> uh, one time, Macho Man Randy Savage, a former Cincinnati Reds minor league baseball player, was at a game and was in the commentary booth, and she saw all the fans going there. She had him kicked out of the commentary booth. I remember. Um, about there's that. this really good story about wow. how she was a very sad, lonely woman, but she had a lot of old school views. It's right. you know, unfortunately, you become a product of your environment. And how you were raised. Um, but she would never... If she said that now... Think about uh, Donald Sterling with the Clippers a few years Jeez. ago. Owners can't... I, that's why I'm so excited about the the fact that we're going to get the Robert Kraft sex tape. <laughs> well, I was talking to jo- with Josh about this last night. Okay. So, Robert Kraft and his lawyers are adamantly saying that the if the video is released, it's detrimental not just to Robert Kraft, but to the Patriots and the NFL. When you go to if people get a happy ending in a massage parlor, what do you think they're getting? Uh, I mean, hand job, hand yeah. jibber, right? <laughs> a, a hand jibber. Yeah. What could be so bad on this tape that is detrimental to the league beyond a hand job? Because a hand job is not detrimental. It's, well, I, I could th- I could think of a few things. That uh, he's he, getting pegged. That he probably said. I I don't know if it's said. It could, could be something he well, said. That's but, what I'm saying. Like but, if you look at the imagery itself alone, what, what is said in the video that is so damning to the NFL? But they're saying it's the what's on the video, like visually, that's detrimental. Okay. So I'm so thinking, is he getting pegged? Like uh, is he getting like uh, uh, is he getting his balls like hot wax stripped on him? I mean, it's gonna be like getting from a pissed wo- on Wolf I, of Wall Street. Wolfie, Wolfie, Wolfie. <laughs> I was I said I really hope in the video he's wearing like a Tom Brady jersey. Yo, he's I, like yo, yeah Brady, yo, yeah Brady. Dude, yo, bet money he's getting like burnt with hot wax and, he, yeah. and his safe word getting is his nipples, Brady, Brady, his, Brady. Or he's wearing the Belichick hoodie with the sleeves cut off. <laughs> the sleeves cut off. Well, I said the I worst. I cut the sleeves off because it's awesome. The worst case scenario for the league is what? that not only is he involved in human trafficking and he's no. let's say he's banging one of these. Hookers, okay, but he's beating her up in it too. Yeah. So now you got domestic violence and Jeez. human trafficking. But what I, I'm, I, I just need to see it. I want to watch dude, anyone getting listen, fucked. No, no matter what it is, it's 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 a bad look for everyone involved. It's just so, a guy that was looked at as like, dude, like one of the, the like, like the like, premier remember owners. How, remember how much everyone freaked out about the pictures of Jerry Jones grabbing ass on young girls? Yeah, like this is a human trafficking, and at a minimum, he's getting uh hand treats. Yeah, right. Like he's getting left hand shame yeah. from someone. So Josh, you say that you disagree with Kate Smith being pulled. Yes. I disagree with you, and I think it should have been pulled just because it is a terrible rendition. And it's an just awful, on that fact her, alone. Yeah, her voice. Okay. Ralph said the same thing when I told Ralph. He's like, I honestly hated that version of it. It's a terrible version. She sounds stupid. She sounds like Susan Waldman. It sounds like she's not even singing. 
I, I, I couldn't stand it. Um, you put another version of God Bless America. All right, last word, Taylor. All right, so my last word is, I think it was as of uh, yesterday, John Gruden just dismissed the Raiders' entire <laughs> scouting group six days before the draft. Yeah, him and uh, Mike Mayock are running it together now. So my only reason, or the thing I could see, the reason why they sent all the scouts home, is simply because, I, I, from what I understand, like when it comes to draft time, when a lot of people, when a lot of info gets leaked out, it's got to be from scouts. Yes, leaking stuff to the press about who they're going to take, and that could, in, in fact, ruin their draft plan because a lot of teams that is correct. So, so, so they want to keep their plan a secret. Correct. Who are the Raiders going to? draft i don't know what I do they hope need? they take a kicker in the first round oh what ray guy yeah again but um it, it it just bodes well for me being a broncos fan it just seems like the raiders constantly just keep getting in their own way and it also it's looks like do. i know john gruden has a vision of what he wants to do that's why he traded you know what, you know what i say that's why, he, that's why he traded amari cooper it's we, we it's yet to see if the plan will pay out i don't think it will and i also really hope that this bodes well for the for the rest of the afc East because or AFC, AFC West, East. excuse me. I hope it plays out for the AFC East too. Excuse me, no, for the AFC West because you got Kansas City, who's an absolute. They're going to be a monster machine. Kansas the City. All they have to do is just not. Uh, fuck up. Yeah, not fuck up. The Char- fuck up. The Chargers are there. They have to win a championship this year. Where it's done Chargers are going Burgers. to all powder blue. That's a great. That's a great jersey. It's actually a really nice jersey, and I hate the Chargers. But I with the Raiders, um, I, I just I, I need the Raiders to implode. They've always been bad. I need them to they're be gonna bad implode. forever. And I need John Gruden. They're going to regret that contract forever. <laughs> for at least ten years. At least, well, no, <laughs> for a long. Because listen, a ten-year contract like that. It doesn't matter. You draft a bad quarterback, it sets your team back five years. I think they're going to stick with Carr. Uh, no, but what I'm, I'm just using that as an example. Yeah. Like, if you draft poorly, it affects your franchise long-term. Because very few chances you're going to get that pick back. Because yeah. then you're going to reach for a, for a long-term quarterback solution that you're not going to get. Well, they need a pass rusher more than anything else. They, they traded the best one I in know, the league that's the last best part. year. That's exactly why they need to draft and one. And then, they, dude, they drafted Amari Cooper in the first round, and he played okay. Dude, and the, he goes to Dallas, and he's the, playing like a number one he had, pick. He had one great year in Oakland, the year they went to the playoffs. Yep. Um, 2016, I think mm-hmm. it was. Yep. Yeah, great year when they went 13-3, and three, I mm-hmm. think. Um, yeah, I saw a great meme about when Antonio Brown got uh, traded, and it says, Derek Carr, deep there, Antonio Brown, takes it to the house, and the Raiders now uh, lead, or they, they trail 42-7 to in the fourth quarter. I, Garbage time touchdown. Dude, they can't stop anyone. They let one of the best young safeties in the league walk, mm-hmm. like a bunch of idiots. They have no secondary. Their offensive line isn't very good. It's terrible. They thought they would get by with old Marshawn Lynch, who can still play in a backup role, but he's not a starter. And he, he wasn't terrible. He was still great at the goal line. That's what yeah. he always was good at. But, yeah. I mean, this is it's silly. their scouting department before the draft. And it, it, it just makes me happy knowing that this draft is going to be an absolute disaster for the Raiders. Yeah, that was like when uh, you could be happy about when you could see teams make bad personnel decisions, like when the the Bills brought in Rex Ryan, the Jets <laughs> bringing in Adam Gaze. Right. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm the okay. Jets bringing in Eric Mangini. Well, Mangini, you got to understand at the time, it was before Patriots coaches were looked at as washouts. Yeah, right. right. And he did get do very well his first year with the Jets. The big thing was when he beat the Pats that year. Yeah, well, I mean, the first, they called him Mangenius, dude. Right. Remember the, the Sopranos series finale? They're at the restaurant, and uh, Artie goes, oh, look, Mangenius over here. Jesus. That, he was like a megastar when it happened, yeah. Mangini. And Rex Ryan, too. I mean, it, it, they always set themselves back, these franchises. Yep. My team does it themselves. So yeah, Denver my, does it, I'm too. Gay. Yeah, Joe, and, Joe Flacco's the answer. All Thanks, right, John. My final word. Brody Van Wagenen. Okay, here we go. GM of the New York Metropolitans. Yep. If I have to watch... Jason Vargas again, and he was fine last night. He was passable. 
I might drink bleach. I can't watch this fucking asshole anymore. Nibble around the corner, miss half the time, and when he does miss over the plate, it gets hit 430 feet. He throws 86.7 miles per hour average fastball velocity. Believe it or not, that's down from last year, which is 87.2. Jesus. Sign Dallas Keuchel. I don't care about the first round draft pick. I don't. I really don't. Like I, I don't give a shit. Give him one year, seventeen million. Trade for Mike Miner. Gio Gonzalez is going to opt out from the Yankees this weekend. Sign Gio Gonzalez. Anyone. You need another arm, dude. I was arguing with my buddy Jerry about this on Twitter the other day, and I, I said something about um, Stephen Matz. I'm like, I like Matz, but I know he's pitched well so far. He's due to fall dude, apart. As soon as you said that, the very next he gave game, up eight runs without an out the other day in the first inning. I was so fucking mad. I'm mad about it right now. Yeah, Not a single out, and he fucking gives up eight runs. They gave up ten runs before they gave up, got a fucking single out. Dude. And you can't sign Dallas Keuchel for one year, 17... Fuck your draft pick. Fuck your no. luxury tax. You know, I, I said it before the season started. They needed another arm. And it, it's Gio. there. It's sitting Gio, right... Trade. G- no, Gio was the answer. I wanted Gio. Yeah. Trade for Mike Miner. Mike Miner's a quality pitcher. But the, the thing that annoys me the most, and I definitely agree with you, is that all these Mets writers, and everyone's like, well, they're linked to both Craig Kimbrell and I Dallas Keuchel. I don't want Kimbrell. I do not no, want Kimbrell. No, I'm just saying, like, they're, I agree with you. I'm saying they're linked. Well, okay, stop being linked. Give them a fucking offer, Link doesn't please. mean every team is linked because they're not signed. No, it doesn't what, mean anything to me. I know. I, I'm agreeing with yeah, you. But, but but give them an offer. Give them, an, give them something. If, if by chance they sign Kimbrel, you fucking move Lugo to the rotation, which I'm fine with. Yes. That's what you do. Okay, stretch him out a little bit, but... I can't watch Jason Vargas start again. He, I, I'll give him credit. He was effective last night in a spot start. Mm-hmm. He was the be- against a team that normally lit him up. His numbers against Goldschmidt and Matt Carpenter especially. Going to the game last night, Matt Carpenter in five career at-bats was five for five with three home runs against <laughs> Vargas. That's some stupid shit. Yeah. Um, and he was all right. But that also tells me the next start, he's going to be dog shit. He also bad. looks like... Um, the guy that trained Patrick Swayze in Ghost <laughs> with his long hair and his fat fucking face. Did, did you see after one of his outings? John the- Lovitz with hair. <laughs> he looks awful. I saw him. I was like, he looks like he's been like waterlogged. Dude. Looks like dog shit. Did you see that after one of his games, like they were doing the press, like they were talking to the media and you see the one the guy in the background? The weird creepy guy that Dude, looked like a Civil War general? Yeah, like he looked like he was at the first congr- uh, Congressional Congress. I Listen, and I said I like Steven Matz, but I know who Steven Matz is at this point. I've seen enough of him where he's going to give us three good Ones, he's two not bad a ones. number four. He's not. He's he's a yeah. I, I, James Paxton finally pitched well. <laughs> Whoop de do. That's why he's a number three or four. He's gonna suck and then he's great. He's gonna suck and he's great. Right. Stephen Matz is James Paxton. James Paxton is Stephen Matz. I don't want either of them. Get me fucking Dallas Keuchel. Get me Gio Gonzalez. Get me Mike Miner. I can't watch Jason Vargas anymore. I, I I've watched a lot of bad Mets pitchers through the years. Bring back fucking Tim Redding. Bring back any. Bring back John Main. Bring back John Neese. Bring back Mike Pelfrey. No more Jason Vargas. Sign Bartolo again. I'd rather watch Bartolo get lit up because at least it'd be fun. Then yeah, the same taking at bat. Jason Vargas goes up there looking like a fucking hobo on acid. I don't give a shit. I'm done. I quit on Jason Vargas. I literally released him in my MLB The Show did season you? just on principle. Yeah. I couldn't look at him anymore. Big close I horn, dude. I, could, I signed Keuchel in my MLB The Show Good. season. Good. I could. I can't do it. I left Kimbrel sitting there, dude. Though. I, dude no, and then, I, and then the I, Phillies I, signed him, and he fucking won the division. Dude, I I, I told my cousin because my my cousin Mike, yeah. and I told my cousin this. I go, Ooh, dude, he's a, he's a a typical Mets fan. He, just he hates, hates everything. Everything. He was shit talking Cano the other day, and then Cano awesome last night. Yeah, I know. He's, he's just one, he's one of those. I guess I don't know what it is, but I. I 
I told Bitter. him, dude, he, he, I, I got to read the text he sent me, dude. It was so stupid. About Vargas? <laughs> no, it was about Vargas and it was actually about the Mets. He literally texted me yesterday. He goes, the season is crashing down and could be over before May even it's gets April. here. I go, they won. Yeah, they won, dude. What's your problem? They're a game out. He goes, we literally, we literally have the worst pitching in MLB. And right now, yes, it's true. And now our best one is done. He's not done. He's, Jason, Jacob DeGrom is not done by any... I, I, no, a Mets fan just done. instantly jumped to whenever there's anything injury-wise, and I get it because I've dealt with the injuries on the Mets forever. Yeah, for sure. He had strep throat. He missed a start. His first day of throwing, he said his elbow was sore because he probably lost weight from having strep throat. More than dehydrated. Like, yeah. He said the next day that his elbow felt much better, which usually if you have some kind of elbow issue, it hurts more the next day. Yeah, right. That's when it's all swallowen and everything. Well, they, they sent didn't him for even, an MRI. They too. didn't send him back to New York for an MRI. That was a fake Because thing, they're though. not... No, it's not that it's fake. Everyone thought he was coming back to the MRI right away to New York to get it that wasn't the case they said that they're not worried they're gonna wait till they, he's gonna stay with the team and wait till he gets back to new york he told eddie coleman if this was like yeah, a playoff scenario right, yeah. I, if, and he told eddie coleman who he's super close with yeah right he said that if this was a playoff scenario must win i would start i feel fine yeah right. i think it's smart that they're gonna do the precautionary mri because in years past they wouldn't and it could turn into something worse yeah, right he's still scheduled to start on friday jacob de is not done the problem with mets fans is that they assume worst case scenario. Always. And I get that. I've been a Mets fan my whole life. And right. I tend to I tend to think that way, but not as dramatically as someone like your cousin and a lot of fans. <laughs> yeah, right. I like to look at each season as a little bit different. The one season in 2015 when they went to the World Series, there were so many times that season should have been done and it wasn't. It's, so, a, gr- it's a great little documentary so, too. So so why can't, like, stop thinking everything's done. It's not a big deal. There's plenty of time for things to happen. We don't know what's going to happen. The Phillies pitching hasn't been great. Well, None of the pitching in the NL well, East has been great. Aaron Nola is pitching terribly well, right now. The, the, uh, they were talking about it on, uh, what was it, uh, Joe and Evan, where they are yeah. like, who's really pitched well? And no. the only person I could think of was DeGrom in Florida, who had 14 yeah, strikeouts. Yeah, the pitching is terrible right now. Everyone's scoring, and yes, the Mets is the worst, but their offense is also playing over its head, so those things will come to balance out, and yep. that's a good proposition for the Did Mets. You see the Alonzo home run, dude? Dude, how fast, swing. how fast does his fucking hits get out of the park? I'm, dude, it, and he's not pulling them. That's the crazy dude, part. There's something special about He's going to right center every single time. The he's a bat. special player, dude. Absolutely. Special Player. All right, let's wrap this motherfucker up. This was episode 49. 40. Uh, you watch, I listen. Um, thanks, Josh. Thanks to Hashtag Shots for Likes Podcast. Uh, thanks to Lobo Sound. Lobo Sound, as always. Um, we'll be back next week with episode 50. Not a big deal, but 51 is going to be a big deal. 50, yeah. Um, so we will see you guys next we'll see week. See you at another time. Peace.